Hey, this is David Smith, and that big Susan deserves a spot on Murder Metal Mayhem. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666-mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Right, fucking Tuesday. What's up, motherfuckers? Throwing down is what's going on here in Horns High yeah. Studio uh, on the Horns High Podcast Network, episode one thirty nine. Going down tonight, Chris. You missed one three eight. One uh, three eight. Uh, sorry, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it was funny how many references we had to one three eight. But tonight should be a good one. The third one, gentlemen, of our Murdering Moms of May special. Yep. Man, each one is like the most depressing shit, you know, because they're all killing kids. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's fucked up. Dude. Really fucked up. At least uh, the final one of the month, the kid doesn't die. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, now, I got, of course, Joey and Chris here with me. And Chris, we did miss you last week. Everything completely fell apart. I'm back. Without the Shawback Nation representation in the studio. Once so. you're Shawback, you never go back. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> At least it wasn't a month this time. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it was one hell of a crazy one. I know you had uh, your daughter's birthday and you had some family stuff going yeah, on. Her birthday and- she had a church co- or uh, school choir concert. So that's cool that's like, cool i'll go yeah that was good i think you know, I know that's why important. I, I know why everything fucked up though was that because uh because i wasn't here and she goes to a private christian school so i had to go into this oh. christian school so that was just the, oh they were oh, bad omens, th- they were bad been, omens yeah. everywhere dude <laughs> that could have been so steph did a good job though filling in yeah uh no mccormick's though chris but she was drinking a beer and hate. I was drinking a beer in the mayhem segment, oh, so yeah. shit just was was, I was pretty wild. But I was, uh, at the, I was at the concert at the Christian school waiting for the baseball guy with the box of beer coming around. Hey, cold beer. Where's <laughs> this motherfucker at, dude? <laughs> but it's good to have you back, and it feels like uh, normal uh, murder metal mayhem Hell here yeah, tonight. Dude. Feels like the first time. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's, uh, what shirts have we got on tonight? Chris, uh, what you got going on over there? Got uh, one of Jason's Murder Machine clothing shirts on just Nice. Basic skull on it with the Murder Machine logo in it. Fucking that's cool. One of my favorite ones, man. Fucking yeah, I think check that's out. the one. I have one that's. I don't know if it's that one. I might have the one with the goat skull on it. Right, which is yeah. badass. Hell yeah, dude. Very cool, Joey. What about you? I uh, wearing this coat hanger abortion shirt. Nice, uh, hey, man. Got to jam with them down in Florida. Yeah, and uh, they're from uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. But super, super badass, brutal death metal band. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember you were talking about them last week, so that's yep. very cool. And then, of course, I'm sporting a brand-new Pestilence shirt Badass, uh, that I got from Indie Merch. Uh, killer new album coming out next month, and so it's the album art for the new ones. So definitely digging on those guys, old-school death metal for sure oh, from yeah. uh, from the Netherlands. So, All right, well, very, very cool uh, last week we did, uh, despite all the crazy shit, had a pretty decent episode. Yeah, we did our feature on Andrea Yates, the mentally disturbed mother who drowned five children of hers uh, in Houston in 2001. It was awful. 
Uh, Stephanie was in here. She held her own uh, covering for Chris, dealing with me and Joey being dumbasses like usual. A <laughs> little bit of voice of reason there yeah. amongst the chaos. So she did good. Looked like she had some fun. And so that was good. But you know, it was a bummer. CK was feeling so bad yep. from his chemo that he was unable to do his segment. Felt so bad. We called him and he just felt awful. And uh, it tore him up. It really bothered him to not do the episode. I'm like, dude, it's it's okay, man. You got to you know worry about yourself here. Oh, yeah. But he really loves doing this, and it really killed him to not do it. So I you know was thankful. I talked to him yesterday. He sounds good. Fucking right. He's ready. He's fired up. The man so, is back. We're both back. Both curses. That's gone, right. Man. That's right. <laughs> uh, now you know because CK wasn't on. Joey talked a little bit more about his Tampa trip with mm-hmm. the Gormonger show and. And the other bands that played, which was cool. So we, yeah. we we did our best under, you know, sudden circumstances like that. And then uh, Stephanie had some really nasty stories, Chris. <laughs> I don't know if you listened yet. Yeah, I haven't had a chance yet. Pretty brutal uh, mayhem stories from her working at the hospital. Uh, pretty disgusting. Hell yeah. So make sure you're eating something when you <laughs> right when you listen. <laughs> but we just passed a thousand on that one. So a pretty average uh, showing for an episode at this time of the of the process. So yeah. thanks to everybody that listened. And if you missed it, go check out episode 138. We also had the problem with our listener, Josh uh, Newman, that was supposed to be on, that we were having an internet connection issue. We weren't sure if it was us, him, or both, but we're going to reschedule. I sent him the list of the upcoming episodes, and so we'll, we'll let everybody know when he's going to be on. Hell yeah. Uh, tonight, though, got another horrible mother to talk about. Probably one of the worst when it comes to just notoriety. Uh, this case, because it's pretty you know, recent, was all over the fucking news. Uh, South Carolina, of course, the 1994 case of Susan Smith. So fucking bitch. really nasty. And that was going on right at the OJ trial, yeah. too. So despite that, she still captured the news for sure. It's crazy, like, uh, so all three so far, Teresa Knorr and then fucking uh, Andrea Yates and now Susan Smith, like, every one of their cases is so fucking different. Like, they killed their kids. That's true. The, the, That's the, the end story game. behind but it. But the fucking... story behind it, the the, uh, the variables that they had, yeah. you know, every one of them was way fucking different. Oh, yeah. Uh, even our last one for the month, while it isn't like the murder, like you said, of the children, so mm-hmm. so much. But yeah. even, even that one's completely different, oh, too. Oh, very so, much. So we took four topical stories, but they all had their own spin, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And even these two, the you know, and, Andrea Yates and Susan Smith involving drowning, very, very different. Yeah, way different you story. Know? Yeah, so... Uh, her two small kids, one was three, one was barely a year old, uh, pushed, put him in a car and pushed it into a fucking lake. Of course, they drowned. It's just absolutely awful. Um, and all this because the guy she was seeing didn't want to have kids. So it's fucked up. <laughs> pretty fucked up. Um, so she thought drowning the kids would make him want her and take her back because he <laughs> told her he didn't want anything to do with her anymore. That didn't work. No, it did not. So uh, she was fucked up. And so we got a good one tonight. Um, so many people out there just fucking hate her. It's like a Casey Anthony thing. Just yeah. fucking hate her because of what she did and the way she lied to the public. And we're getting all into it. 
and you know blaming a, a black guy as a carjacking that pissed a bunch of people off so it'll be a good one and we'll do that of course in our murder segment so uh ck has been warming up he's ready to throw down um he's going to be talking about the band corsus uh from brazil just wicked uh, old school thrash metal but good stuff been around since 1983 but one of those bands you've never heard of because they stay kind of in their neck of the woods they're a brazilian band there's a big metal scene in brazil and a lot of those bands just stay down there and uh, they don't even you know do much in the way of touring so I'm anxious uh, for that. He's bummed he missed it last week, so we're going to do that. Hell yeah. But he's been running up and down Wildman Street, <laughs> throwing rocks again, guys. I don't know what it is with the rocks, but he's pumped. Um, and we're also going to play part of the interview we did with the guitarist, Antonio, from Corsus. We'll play about 10 minutes of that. And so that'll all be in our metal segment. And i got a couple of uh, news stories, too, related to metal that uh, that I put in there. And uh, last week, Joey, you know, we talked about what do we do? We played all the Brazil bands right. <laughs> last week, and it's like, well, so what do we do? We were like, fuck it, let's play the same three bands, just different, different songs. songs. So, so we're going to be playing all Brazil metal tonight, so that's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, got an interesting Killer Cage match tonight. Uh, Chris, got some listeners to say thank you to. Yes, sir. We got Cody Durst. Yeah. We got Roger Smith. And we got Samantha Cram. Cram, what up? How's it going, fellas? Yeah, Samantha is just, uh, she's in there all the time. Same with Rebecca. She's usually there. And good to see our buddy Cody Durst showing up there. (laughs) Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. (laughs) Tonight we have Susan Smith, of course, fighting an interesting one, Joey. What's, uh, who's the... She's fighting fucking Bill Gunnis. The biggin. Give me a beer. (laughs) (laughs) The behemoth. Bill Bell Gunnis. We've covered that one, Chris, way back when. Uh, But uh, yeah, so Susan Smith and Bell Gunnis, that should be an interesting matchup. Uh, But, you know, the objects uh, can make it interesting and the variable as well. So we'll do that one in the Mayhem segment. And then we'll have to talk about next week. How do we want to do it? Are we going to put the mom in there, or are we going to Ooh, put the daughter in there? That's a rough one, right? Ooh, should we do mother versus? Oh, right, that's what I was. Yeah, that was, yeah, my, that was what I just thought. Let's do that. That sounds <laughs> that good. good. All right, one. that sounds good on the fly. But we already know who wins that fight, though. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a you know, it's, it's a, a rematch. Battle. It's a rematch, right? Um, ass to ass. <laughs> so uh, we're hoping to get a uh, word from WVK tonight, uh, Weepy Voice Killer. He's been training. CK knows him, apparently, and he you know talks to him, and he's going to try to get him on because we know that old Creole fucking called him out a couple weeks back, wants to fight him because you know he thought that you know WVK – you know, took advantage of Punky being a kid, you know, a young guy. And so uh, old Creo calls him out. So WVK hopefully going to come on tonight and uh, make some comments about what he thinks about that. So that should be interesting. And if CK can make that happen, we'll do that in our Mayhem segment. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, too, I forgot to put it in the notes, but uh, – I went and saw the new Saw movie on Friday. Oh, Me and Jenny yeah. went and saw that. It's fucking oh, yeah. badass. Nice. Uh, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, which is interesting. Yeah. No Tobin Bell, uh, the voice of Saw, right. not in this one. And no um, 
uh, Billy on the right. bike uh, on this in this one. But it's cool. It's I thought it was really good. The traps are sick. Yeah, really, really wicked. So it's well worth Fuck checking man. out. The new saw called Spiral: The Book of Saw. Fuck so right. and the way it ends, it totally leaves it open I'm for sure I have no many, doubt, many, right? many yeah. more. So. Uh, huge thanks, though, to SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com for sponsoring the show. Uh, they've been with us for a while. Tony Campagna got so much gore Shit's on his website. so nasty. Yeah, I mean, all the escape room stuff and the custom shit he does, just amazing shit. And it's also practical because the thumb drive you can use. The thumb it. drive is a very a, useful and, thing. And we've been, uh, our main light here in the Hornside Studio has been out for a few weeks now, so it's a good thing we've had the pulsating lamp. That's right, that's right. <laughs> like, that's really helped us out through it these has. times, through these dark times. It would be pretty dark. Through these dark, treacherous times. So com. go check it out. Um, also, Rotten Cotton sponsoring the show. Uh, they sponsor us and the Voice of Dread. Uh, sickest friggin' T-shirts, buttons, stickers, comics, graphic novels, pornos, mm-hmm. all oh, sorts no, of shit. No, they don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, no, no, not quite. Our uh, our one listener, Mason, he uh, got a hoodie from them not too long ago. He just showed it oh, to me cool. uh, yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah. He, I was like, I got it. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That's cool. Did he use the discount? Yeah, 100%. Awesome. So if you use that discount code, Joey. 15% off $20 or more. Use the discount code MAYHEM. Very simple. Just use that as you check out. Your order is 20 bucks or more. You get the 15% off. So rottencotton.com. Uh, thanks to everybody out there listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. We keep seeing the numbers rolling in. This week, we're a little down, but still good. 2,500 <laughs> total listens. Uh, thousands of the new episodes, so about 1,500 spread out across the others. So oh, thank yeah. you uh, very much, and we appreciate that. And Joey, normally right here is where we've been doing Page a Day. Those have been amazing. I finished The Feather Thief. Fantastic. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Uh, fantastic. Uh, we get the Witch Killers coming yep. up, another page a day. Yep. So page a day has been amazing, but what we're going to do is we're going to do it at the end of the me- uh, murder segment right? instead yeah. of here uh, just to make the intro a little shorter uh, so that we can get we down can get to business. So we're still going to give it to y'all. Just uh, Now it's going to be part of the, the murder segment. Yeah, so which is probably sense. make yeah. more sense to put it there anyway. So, All right, guys. Well, we got a lot on our plate tonight. We're going to head to sunny South Carolina to see if we can beat the shit out of this bitch who likes to drown her fucking kids. Fuck yeah, let's get our totally senseless murder on. Some Brazilian Fuck. metal, man. Something very different. Man. Yeah, it is. Congasso, their song Al Recife. They do sing all in Portuguese, and they're three music students, so they are fucking very talented guys. Three-piece, very unique, very original, as you could tell just from that little bit Definitely, of clip. Yeah. So, Heard about them from Antonio, of course, as we asked him uh, what bands has he listened to. So he's like, man, I listen to a lot, but hey, I'll just do Brazilian bands. And he threw them out there. And I was like, man, yeah. they're badass, you know. So it's going to be good. 
All right. Well, tonight, guys, doing some Susan Smith here from Union, South Carolina. Definitely a big case uh, in the media, 1994-1995. The fact that she let her two boys, age three and almost a year and a half, uh, drown in the car into John D. Long Lake uh, took six minutes, Chris. Yeah, I was getting fucked. That is really fucked up to think of those poor kids sitting in that car for six minutes as it's slowly filling up. And according to American Justice, a thousand kids, they say, are killed each year uh, by their parents. I don't know if that's U.S. That just seems incredibly high. That seems like a fucking... I mean, that's just nuts. I listened to it three times because I'm like, that just sounds wrong. Yeah. But Bill Curtis is not wrong. (laughs) Bill Curtis is like, he knows his shit. Right? He helps me go to sleep sometimes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, it does seem like a lot, but that's what he's claiming. Uh, Fact that she was able to do this to her own children is beyond fucked up. And especially when, you know, the main reason she did it was for a boyfriend that wouldn't take her back since he didn't want to have kids. And, of course, she denies this. And as the story unfolds, I think it's an obvious conclusion that she's just a fucking selfish bitch and would go as far as to kill her own children just to have what she wants, which is very fucked up. Uh, so we're going to dig into this one. And again, as we said, this is the third of our Murdering Moms of May. So if you missed the other ones, man, go back and check yeah. it out. Teresa Nor was first, then Andrea Yates, and yeah. now Susan Smith. It's been a brutal-ass month so It far. has been. It really has. Uh, now, Chris, this story gets a lot of media attention, and a lot of people were really outraged. What do you think it is that made this so sensational? It's because of the story she made up about what happened and how she portrayed herself. Basically people believed her story for a minute and just couldn't believe that she actually did that. Right. So I, yeah, just her story. Basically. You think the fact that she was young and attractive helped the media fire, get all fired up or no, maybe. I mean, the fact that... During the trial, she made herself intentionally look kind of frumpy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because you see pictures of her now. She looks better now than when she did in, in the, the trial. trial and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird, you know, yeah. this many years later. But, Joey, you know, you guys would have been young when this happened. Yeah. Uh, do you think that most of our listeners are going to know who this is? Um. I believe they're going to know the name if, if nothing else. Right. And they're going to have an idea of what we're talking about. They're going to understand it's a, a matricide case. Right. Um, or killing the kid, the mom killing the kids. But uh, I was I said this last week, too. The fact is, is that um, for a period of time, there were so many sensational uh, stories with moms killing their kids with Casey Anthony and Andrew Yates and Susan right. Smith. And that the, the, the fucked up thing is, is nowadays people can mix all them stories up and they get a little confused. So you bring one of them up and they're like, oh, yeah, Andrew Yates, the, the bitch that drowned her kids in the car. Right. It's like, no, no, you got the stories backwards. Right. Yeah. But they get it, though. So. Yeah, they understand. Yeah, so I think overall people are going to know what they're getting into. And if not, you're about to learn some shit. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think a lot of people are going to know about her, but they're not going to know some of the details and we'll get into it. Do it our own way, our murder metal mayhem style. So now I remember this event uh, very clearly because we just had moved back to Illinois right. after I got out of the army in 94. 
And uh, we moved here a week before this happened. So I, I was 16. I remember I, it. I remember it happened. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, I remember okay. it happened. That's I was 16. Cool. So Yeah, I mean, if you lived in the South Carolina area, I'm sure it was wall-to-wall. And it was right. still, you know, obviously a national story. But remember, guys, the O.J. Simpson trial was going right. on. Yeah, uh, That ended October 3rd of 95, so that would have been right in the middle of this. Now, see, and that was, was wall-to-wall. There was two, now, there's two other, I, I wouldn't say really phenomenons, but uh, one was a phenomenon, and that was court cases being televised. Played on TV, yeah. yeah. That's like, this shit was just popping right now, so people are seeing it's that shit. huge. Uh, and then another thing, you know, that was going on was, uh, uh, besides the courts playing it, but, um, I mean, just parents killing their kids. Right. That was just something that, up until that point, you didn't hear, you about, didn't hear so about it so much. And, you know, how many of them were accidents that the parents actually killed them? That's, sure. that's what's scary Plus, now. you had the birth of the 24-7 news, the court exactly. TV thing. So, yeah. yeah, all that stuff, I think, plays a part. But hearing about her drowning, these two little kids, is yeah. just absolutely awful. And, uh, you know, it's it was a very sensational trial story, everything about it. You, you know what else fucking helped this case, too, and all those cases back then? What's that? And this is fucked up. But the National Enquirer, yes. the oh, yeah. fucking all, all the the Globe, the tabloid, yeah, the all those tabloid papers, like they fucking took these stories and fucking beat them to death, to death. And so people, true, even if you really didn't know what was going on in the true trial, yeah, you're you, standing in line at the grocery seeing store shit. seeing that shit every yeah. week. You know, that's a good point. My man. mom used to read them shits all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. fucking Bat Boy found in cave <laughs> and yeah. shit like that. Right. Yeah. Bat Boy, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> They're trying to figure out where. Where you came from, Chris? Right. Did you find this motherfucker in a cave somewhere? <laughs> so, uh, Susan was born 1971 in Union, South Carolina. It's a blue-collar town, small town, uh, only a five-block downtown, so pretty similar to, like, Hayworth here. Although they had 8,000 people, we've only got about three, so, you know, almost three times the size. Um A very unstable household, though, growing up. Her parents fought a lot. Isn't that... Aw- like instant confusion, a town called Union in South Carolina. Oh yeah, is that like Confederate like area? Oh right, that's funny. So already they're confused. Yeah right right. Um, so her parents fought a lot. Her father was you know accusing her mom of cheating on him throughout their marriage. So she certainly learned from the best, right? Did he oh, come in and say he's going to kill her and himself and yeah. shit right in, front of, right in front of Susan and shit too? Yeah, I mean, it's a very volatile fucking situation here. Um, when they were first going out, she actually, the mom cheated on her dad, got pregnant, but they got married anyway. But I don't know if that's how, I mean, Susan's dad was... The 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 one that uh, so I'm not sure what happened. Maybe she aborted it. I'm not no, sure. They, no, she, or did uh, she have a she brother was pregnant or sister? From a previous relationship, right? And then she just had they had the kid, and then they had Susan together. Okay, because I, I didn't see mention in what I was looking at of other kids, and I wasn't sure how it all played out. But that makes sense. Now her father was a heavy drinker. He was very depressed. He winds up killing himself when she's only six, and she was just like any kid very close to her dad, and it's obviously devastated her. And now she's having depression issues, and she's a teen. She was actually hospitalized a couple different times. Yeah. So 
Now, Chris, we've covered stories like this where these kids are brought up in tough situations, but having a dad who commits suicide has got to be rough, especially for a a six-year-old. I can't imagine it wouldn't impact their life. It's definitely going to impact your life. And being that young, I feel like that kid's going to be like, what did I do to make dad hate me so much right that he just want didn't want to be around anymore it's right it's definitely going to devastate anyone let alone a young child yeah i agree man that's the good point the whole blaming yourself what did i do what did i do to make dad do this yeah that's heavy stuff man now her mother remarries a guy by the name of beverly russell kind of interesting weird yeah A uh, well-connected guy with some money. Well, you know, in his defense, he went by Bev. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, it's a lot that's more masculine. <laughs> like, Sounds like one of the golden girls, like never, friends. I've yeah. never heard of a dude named Beverly no, before I, in my life, either. dude. Yeah, the podcast I listened to was really going off about really? that. Yeah. Um, he was the head of the Christian uh, count or Christian County uh, Christian Coalition. That's a that's a, a double. Yeah, Christian County on? was the name of the county, but the Christian Coalition. Right. He was the chairman of that and the uh, county Republican Party. Um, she claimed that he molested her at age fifteen, which he later admitted to. And then one of the newspapers uh, in the area made the claim that their sexual relationship went on for years and only stopped. One account I saw said six months. But then one of the documentaries, I think it was the American Justice, said three months within the time of the murders. Right, so right. this well, is going on into her adulthood. I don't think it helped any, though, when the, when she did like report it to her counselor or whatever. Right. Like, he didn't hardly get any kind of punishment. Plus, her mom was fucking like super embarrassed, like complained at her, say, why did you make this public? Now, the, oh. now everybody's going to look at our family fucking funny and shit so her mom kind of blamed her wow for what was going and on she too. was probably like fuck are you gonna blame me i'm gonna keep getting off on right this like dude. whatever fuck yeah it. i like, mean that's just fucked up you know to to one thing to be and you know like, molested right? but you know later on she's an adult and still going on so i'm guessing yeah. maybe money was involved or he was helping her you know that maybe kind she of loved that dick Maybe. I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> Susan Smith. <laughs> Joey, hard to know the facts here, I, but definitely a salacious part of this case. Oh, yeah. Remember the, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, these details are important to talk about and right. definitely important to what goes on and certainly a fucking part of everything. You know, yeah, we're making stupid jokes. We but are, it's but serious. it's definitely it's part of it. Shit. But uh, I'm going to continue to make stupid jokes about it. I'm going to talk about... <laughs> Remember, uh, Chris, they showed that interview with the jail dude that was, yeah, said we, he was fucking her? Yeah, oh, did you watch that? interview with I did, one of the yeah. prison, Well, one of the that guy right there, that's how I picture Bev. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'm not going to say that she just didn't have some kind of daddy issues and wasn't oh, sure. Yeah, maybe. Because I was like, damn, man, you would think, like, out of all the prison guards, that she could have been banging somebody that was a little better looking. This dude's right. like, what? He's like, hurly burly <laughs> fucking man and shit. Yeah, for sure. So uh, she tries to kill herself twice after graduating high school in 1989. The second time was after uh, she was dumped by a married man she had been having an affair I with. Mean, she's just about it. She yeah, is, yeah, man. She is, she is yeah. in all sorts of fucked up situations here. She and, seems to be just going from one fucked up situation yeah. to another. And she tries to kill herself. And then they talk about the, the 
uh, depression and all that. Right. And that's the same thing with Andrew Yates. We were talking about how yeah. there were medical signs and, you know, factual fucking situations that Evidence happened. Evidence and shit, yeah. That was like, man, you need to watch these people, especially if they're going to be having children. Right. So. That's a good point. That's a good point. But she's just in all these volatile situations. Yeah. She eventually meets David Smith, who was nice enough, Chris, to do a promo for us. Yes, at the, the episode. So thanks, David. Uh, they were working together at a grocery store. Um, he was her boss. I had the boss. I wonder if it was the Piggly so. Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she can't seem to stay Dixie. away from relationships that are just not good to be in. So the one thing, though, about the name David, just a complete throwing this thing into the re- into the weeds, just a funny thing. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before on the show, but we used to have neighbors when I was little. I uh, lived in a condominium, so we had, you know, neighbors are like right, right up against you. On the wall, yeah. Yeah. And the woman would sit out on the porch, and she had little kids, like a few years younger than me and my sister. And w- the boy was named David, and he was, I don't know, maybe three, four-ish, somewhere in there. And I remember every time we would sit down to eat, especially in the summer, they're out there and like our kitchen was like the, the front window room. was right yeah. there. So you can hear everything, you know. And the kid was like in the yard and he was playing. And like when he would get close to the edge of the yard where the sidewalks were to then go into the street, right. she would go, David, David. <laughs> David, like a like one of those like a homing or like electric yeah. fence thing, because he would walk toward the toward the sidewalk, David, and then he would go, David, and it was just like <laughs> like bouncing back. But it was forth. constantly, and my mom one time like threw her silverware and I'm like, God damn it, you know, like, I can't even concentrate on what I'm trying to eat because like just when you think she's done doing it, she would say, David. David and it was just like oh my fucking god so that's fun. for the rest of my life now every time I hear the name David yeah I think of David so I don't know what David's been doing hopefully his mom stops uh, doing that I maybe she's still doing it I don't know anyway sorry to, to throw this into the weeds but uh, she just can't seem to you know have normal relationships these two are constantly cheating on each other she winds up getting pregnant with her first son which of course was Michael um, it was after the second baby, though, Alex, uh, that the, these two get married. Yeah, they decided they split up multiple times. Multiple times. Oh, yeah. uh, just a fucking train wreck here. Her mother and stepfather were against, um, you know, getting those two getting married. Mainly, though, because David didn't have a bunch of money, which right. is kind of fucked yeah, up. They, they, he, exactly why they didn't want her to marry him. Yeah, because they thought, oh, she's used to having stuff because of Bev, you know. Meanwhile, her mom's probably not realizing that she's still having sex with Bev, you know. I mean, that's just sugar daddy all around. It is. Yeah, like, like legit up. sugar daddy. She's a sugar babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, if that's true about them having the affairs up until the murder, that just adds a whole new part of this story that I don't even know what you could say about it. It's just fucked up. Um, and they lent Susan and David money for a down payment, which is definitely going to be uncomfortable for David when you know that you got these in-laws that, that don't, don't like, like you it. and you owe them all this like, fucking hey, money. can I borrow some money? Right. Like, motherfucker, we gave you 20 grand for that house. We gave you our daughter. Get, right? <laughs> yeah. Bev's like, man, you're cutting into my fucking pussy time here, you know? <laughs> 
Uh, now, Chris, this bitch is just a train wreck. Um, she's constantly cheating on whoever she's with. You know, we just said David and her were breaking up and splitting up over and over again. But maybe Joey's point about the daddy issues is I maybe mean, the reason why she seemed to fall for these older dudes with money. It seems like like we were talking about the prison guard. He was older than her. And right. They, they uh, there was two prison guards, actually. But right. Yeah, everybody was like definitely ten plus years older than. Yeah, me. so maybe that was part of this. You know, yeah, I don't know. Total daddy issues for yeah. sure, especially after your, your stepdad's been your real dad isn't there for you after you're six, and then right you finally get a stepdad. You're like, all right, I got somebody here. The next thing you know, he's a fucking pedophile. Right, like exactly. Holy shit. Yeah, it, it's just the 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 example she was given on how to. Be in a relationship man, were awful. Yeah. And then her mom, if the stories of the first of her dad were true, that he said she was cheating on him repeatedly, then, you know, she's just got all sorts of negative influences on her life. That's for sure. Uh, Susan and David's relationship is fucked up. She starts cheating on him. They split up. She's going out with this Tom Finley, who's got some money. His dad owned the manufacturing plant where she worked as yeah, a secretary. Yeah, it was like the biggest business in the city or whatever. So yeah. He's got some fucking cash. Yeah, I saw that he was voted the most eligible bachelor in Union, and he's got like, you know, like completely bald on top, like not the guy that you would expect, right. but it's solely because of the fact that he had all voted, that money. Yeah. yeah, so kind of funny how and people value like, that so of much. Of course, being the most eligible bachelor, I don't want to put up with your stupid-ass fucking kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So uh, so she's all about Tom, which means, you know, he's got, you know, the money to, you know, give her shopping, which is she's all about that. So she liked to spend money. And, of course, with David, she wasn't able to do that. And then you throw in the fact that she's got these two little kids. They're struggling so, I mean, I was there, Chris, you know, you've been there. I mean, we've all struggled, you know, but when you deal with kids, it makes it that much worse because it's like easy for like when I was single and struggling when I was, you know, 19 or 20, um, I was, you know, by myself. As so it's like, whatever. whatever I can do without, you know, eating for a day or two, which I did many times. Uh, but man, when you got kids, that's a whole different fucking take, deal. You got to take care of them, fucking yeah, goddamn. Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it adds to the stress, that's for sure. So, um, so you know, she's just doing whatever she can to be with Tom, and he he dumps her. And Joey, of course, this would set in motion the horrible shit. But you know, what do you think? You know, was it with Tom mostly just the fact that she, he didn't want to deal with her kids? I mean. He wasn't looking to be responsible for anybody else's kids. Right. If they were his own kids, I could see it being a different Right. Thing. But he was like, he was saying that. Now, I think that he voiced that to her, which he did. And I think uh, that was a, a checkpoint among other things. And I think it's something that she focused on. I don't think that he wasn't telling her to go kill her kids. No, Tom no, Finley, not no, of course. Tom no, Finley's no, no, not, not like, go kill your kids or be with me. Right. You know what no, I'm he I mean, just straight up, I don't want anything to do with right, you anymore. Yeah, he wrote nothing against you. He even said the kids seem like they're good kids. It's just not what I want. Right. right. Now, he said, you know, he, all he said was that he was not wanting to accept responsibility for the kids. He also said that he felt that those two came from uh, – totally different environments and that's what he said too like they're, oh, not, they're sure. not compatible right and now another thing with tom too 
is, uh, I mean, this is, what is this, 10 days before she killed her kids or whatever. Yeah, something like that. She, they had this hot tub party, and she was there. And um, she was acting basically like a fucking slut there. And Tom saw her being acting that way yeah she kissed another married man and he was like i can't so he started fucking with her about that like that's that's trash basically i don't need that at the same time it's really hilarious because she's fucking married at the same time right well they were separated okay true true still though it's just you know but yeah no i he did dump her uh i do believe you know partially you know it was because of the kids i don't think the way that they pushed it, I don't think it was an ultimatum situation. No, I, oh, no. not at all. I think he was just done with the conversation or yeah. with the relationship, and that was part of it. And he brought up all the reasons why he was done. And, and, that's, right. and, and she and was that's like, one thing oh, she you, took yeah, out she was it. like, oh, you don't want me to have kids? Well, then right. I'll take care of that. Right. It's fucked. Not up. the other shit. Yeah. Uh, the whole list of stuff. Yeah, right. She didn't uh, care about anything else, the kids. Now, I mean, and Thomas Finley, he's also the one during the trial <clears throat> that he testified to her relationship with Bev. Oh, that wow. we've been talking about. Oh, okay. And you know, he was the one that said, "Yeah, it had been going on that long," and that was her whole thing was that she was afraid that that David knew that he was going to expose it, which we'll get into that later. Oh, wow. But Thomas Finley is the the man who said this, and so it Damn. seems out of all these people, he that seems he the was most credible. Yeah, and he was probably the gain her, her truest confidant too. Oh, sure. Uh, it may be Bev too. I wouldn't be surprised about that. But. Right, right. Interesting. Now, Chris, I also heard. That uh, you know, we, we talked about David's father committing suicide yeah, as well. She so supposedly the, found him. And I, yeah, like everything I saw, she's the one that found him. Yeah. That, so her father, now her father-in-law, and like I said, you said that he, she did find him. So I mean, this is just a lot of heavy-duty shit. It's a lot of weight. A lot of trauma in now, her I, life. I did she? Did she find her dad too? I'm not sure six? about that, know. but I know she found the stepdad. Right, I know she found the stepdad, but Man. still, when you find him, wow. like, after you've already, like Jesus. you said, after your dad has already killed yourself, and you've attempted suicide multiple times yourself, right. now you find somebody else is killing, right. that's killed themselves. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Yeah, that's a lot of shit, a lot of baggage to be carrying around. Yes, it is. I know, you know what I went through with Tim's suicide, and I did not find him, but. I can't even imagine how much worse it would have been had I done had you, that. Right, you know? exactly. So, um, so it's October 1994, um, October 25th, 1994. Uh, Susan's freaking out, you know, because Tom dumped her. We talked about that uh, with the letter. She calls a bar that Tom would frequent, uh, speaks to a friend to see if he's there and if he's asked about her, and the guy or girl told her he was not. Well, he don't even care no more. He told you already. Yeah, yeah. Fucking done, he was dude. done with her. Done. Um, and, you know, she got that letter, as you pointed out, Joey, a week ahead. So, yeah. you know, this is not like she got the letter that day. Which and is fucking what all his kids thought. are gone. Yeah. yeah. No, uh-uh. Uh, she made the boys uh, Michael and Alex pizza at home. It reminds me of David Hendricks, uh, yeah. that case, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, pizza before killing him. Um, allegedly with David Hendricks. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, a pizza at home and then drove around in Union, uh, distraught about Tom. Uh, kids are in the back seat in their car seats. She's just driving around totally distraught. She would later claim 
that uh, she wanted to kill herself, but didn't know what would the, happen to the boys. The kids but, would be abandoned. She's cause, yeah, because she thought the kids would be abandoned or whatever. Yeah, what about the so dad? She, I mean, he seemed like he would have taken the kid. I exactly. can't imagine he wouldn't have. You don't want these kids around because you're trying to get this other dude. Right. And he don't want kids. Well, the fucking kid's dad wants the fucking kids. Right. Like, there you go. I'm, yeah. I don't want, I don't, you full custody, go. I had never heard anything negative about David when uh, it came to no, those kids. So it's like, all. that's fucked up. I, I heard, mean, uh, I mean, it <clears throat> probably just fucking somebody's theory or whatever, but I saw like some psychiatrist was talking about uh, when somebody's like that is looking to commit suicide. They see the uh, the child or whoever as an extension of themselves, so that's part of the homicide, oh, part of the suicide. Sure. It, they're not they're not killing them; they're killing themselves, and that's part of them True. taking them with them. So I thought that was pretty weird. But yeah, I, now that you say that, that, I think I did hear a mention of that either on the podcast I listened to or one of the docs. Right, uh, but that is interesting. Yeah. That really is interesting. Um, now here's where things start to get fucked up. Um, she would claim to the police that it was a black guy with a gun that got into her car at an intersection with the stoplight. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. With the stoplight. And that's where she fucked up because (laughs) she said that they got close to this John D long Lake. He told her to get out. Of course, the boys are in the car. Yeah, he takes off. So she ran to a house. <laughs> I know why you're laughing right now. <laughs> Dude, we were just sitting there watching random stuff about Susan, about fucking Susan Smith while we were sitting there. We scrolling through YouTube, just whatever. Yeah. And then it's fucking... Uh, Oh, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey on fucking <laughs> Susan Smith. And he's like, and he's got this little bit, whatever. And the, like the last thing he says, he's like, and then she says that a black man took off in a car with two white kids in it. Come on now. That ain't going to happen. You're going to have... Yeah, it's just so That's fucking funny. hilarious. Dude. Well, they did say that was part of the ridiculous thing. Is exactly. They would have been on the scene right away. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, but, you know, the she calls the cops. These tear-jerking pleas on camera. There's all sorts of that you can watch on YouTube. She, Her going to the public and crying. And, she ain't even crying. She's yeah, just, like fake crying. Fake, like when your kids are trying to cry to yeah, make exactly. you feel bad. Like, you know? come on, motherfucker. I, yeah. no, <laughs> no, you're no, not really no. crying. So uh, they've got all these people looking for the car and the and the black guy with the two kids in the they back like, seat and like CNN's coming to her house and ever like doing yeah. all oh yeah these fucking yeah. interviews right it's all and over she's national just like news. I know they're out there safe if you can hear me fucking like bitch you are fucked up yeah Wait, and the whole you- town is like upset and they're all looking i mean they all believe her i mean yeah. who wouldn't believe and her? if you haven't seen these you can see these news interviews yeah they're all on yeah. youtube oh yeah so if you're a listener and she you're, did a sit down they yeah, both did exactly yeah. so it's like go watch them and watch her lie to, right to the world basically <laughs> right yeah, so right. Like straight up lie don't know where these kids are like yeah. yeah and this is dragging out for nine days you got all sorts of media coverage the 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 uh, composite they put together was so generic because she had these like really vague descriptions yeah. that it could have been literally anybody. Stereotypical you know? black man is basically right, with what a she... with a stocking cap on. Yeah. You know? So uh, you know things are not adding up. The cops are you know up on this. And Joey, there were some cracks. Oh, yeah. In the story that the cops definitely were on to pretty early on. What was uh, what was the deal with that? I mean, they fucking they interviewed her. 
time and time again. They interviewed her so a many lot. times right. with so many different detectives and shit. Um, but there were things that she said in her story that just, you know, it didn't make sense. Uh, like we were talking about with the red light. She said that she stopped at the red, red light. There exactly. was no, she said there were no other witnesses to see. No this. other cars around. However, they fucking knew that at that intersection, that light would never have turned red without another, without another car. Right. car that, coming it together. stayed green from that direction. Right. So they knew that that was fucking sketchy. She also talked about, um, at first, she said that uh, David had wanted to go to the Walmart, and uh, whenever they talked to her again, she changed her story, and she was like, oh, no, I wanted to go to the Walmart, which that was a tiny discrepancy, but it was still... It's still it, different. It was the beginning yeah. of her fucking... Her undoing. Yeah, nobody at Walmart recognized Right, so they either. go to the Walmart, and they fucking... Because she's like, oh, yeah, I went to the Walmart, her and her kids, and they go there, and nobody there rec- saw her or the children there at all. Right. Uh, they got the camera footage from the fucking uh, parking lot, you know, so it that proved she was fucking wrong. Um, they also had her do, uh, uh, the, uh, the polygraph, polygraph, yeah, right. And she fucking very fucking heavily fucking failed the part. And David passed all his, right. And whenever they asked if she knew where the children were, she fucking showed super deceitful on that part. Uh, so anyway, so the Walmart thing, they come back to her and they're like, Hey, we know that that's not what happened. So she walks back that right. and she's like, Oh, actually I had the kids just in the backseat of the car and I was driving around. She was like, the reason I didn't want to say that is because I thought it looked suspicious. Well, because now, now you it's like, okay, now, now you do it, right? Because you were lying, um, you know. And another thing that she did also during this time was, uh, Tom. This is the only and last time that Tom Finley talked to her. Um, he called her to to express his, uh, you know, his remorse for the kids being gone and everything like that. And he said while they were talking, she fucking automatically switched the conversation from the kids to their to relationship, their relationship uh, yeah. and wanted and to talk about that. And he yeah. was like, yeah. Wow. Something's not right. Yeah, and that's whenever he started thinking that. So Interesting. Um, you know, and the one last thing I was going to say that she was doing that really fucking – you know, kind of gave her away. She was in there giving all these sob stories and fucking breaking down and whatnot. Never once shedding one tear. Not one, yeah. Right. Not one. <clears throat> and all the detectives said that they're like, yeah, she was in there fucking, you know, full, fully sad. Right. Pl- like, playing the fucking, you know, like, like horrible doing the mother. Fake crying but no tears. No, yeah. tears. no tears. Yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. Definitely one, fucked up. One single tear. <laughs> <laughs> the police definitely knew she was bullshitting. The FBI are involved now, state police. So this is getting, this is ramping up. Oh, yeah. They're circling the wagons here. Uh, her husband, David, though, he stands by her side, even though his parents were, especially his dad, were saying she's full of shit. Um, by the second day, the cops were searching the area lakes. Um, and the other areas, uh, you know, where water was found nothing, which is fucking crazy that they do. I mean, I know the explanation of it makes sense, but damn dude, they were actually at the lake where he was, or they were, but they only searched a hundred feet from the shore and they were actually 122. Did you see, did you see the fucking, what they were talking about? Um, okay. Now this is pretty fun. I thought this was super interesting. You think. 
<clears throat> that if you drive your car and you fucking drive it fast off the fucking off the the ledge or whatever it is, right. it's going to shoot out further into the fucking water, you know, and you're going to look out deeper. This is what these divers are thinking. That's why they overlooked it because right. they went too far. The fact is, if you fucking drive your car really slowly and just let it fucking fall off, it's going to fucking flow out yeah, that's further where, that's what where oh, yeah. if you fucking drive it fast like she did or, or the car was moving fast, it hits the water and creates the waves which automatically stop the car and that's why it drops straight where it was and it oh. also overturned. They right. found the car it was upside, upside down. down, right? But yeah, I thought that was super interesting because I would have thought, yeah, you drive the car faster, you get the fuck further out there. Yeah, and I then- think it was a <clears throat> stick, and she just let the emergency brake right. off, so yeah. it was rolling, not like gas <laughs> rolling, to the pedal to the metal. Uh, you know, but nonetheless, yeah, that's very interesting how that works. Um, you know, and the people in Union are also thinking that this is bullshit. You know, town like that, you know, people are going to notice, you know, the black guy in the car with the two white kids. Somebody would have seen her at that intersection if she's claiming that light was really red. Somebody would have saw her at Walmart. Nobody did. So like so much shit that wasn't cohesive. Yeah. The story is definitely falling apart. Um, And, you know, she told a friend I saw five days before this happened I wonder what life would be like if I didn't have kids. So, we all wonder that, but I ain't trying yeah, to kill my fucking kids. I know. So that's just fucked up. Um, and Chris, she was the, writing that. She had like a little diary or something. Yeah, she was. She, she was. That shit. Uh, the fact, Chris, that there's so many people in Union that are trying to help makes it that much worse. I mean, the whole ribbons on the trees and, and the, everything, I, man. And the fact that most of the city was like behind her, supporting her, right? Because she's lying to them, mm-hmm. it made motherfuckers super fucking pissed. They're outside yeah. the courthouse yelling, "Baby killer!" Right? Fucking, they, they turned on her. They, once they turned they found on her. Fucking fast as fuck, dude. Right? Deservingly, right? They fucking turned their asses quick. Yeah, I mean, and and deservedly so, man. Yeah. You know. You know, the the cops and, well, and the people that us, were dude. looking were really hoping they were going to find these kids alive. But, you know, obviously, as the days go on, that becomes less and less of a of a possibility. Um, Susan eventually breaks down November 3rd. Uh, she tells the police what happened. Uh, she begged one of the cops for his gun so she could kill herself. Uh, she gives them a written statement. And I watched something where they said they needed to do it that way to avoid. There was some legal part of why they didn't want to do a verbal, like videotaped confession. So they did it where she wrote it out. And then that was like the official statement. And then they interviewed her, like you said, Joey, multiple times. But that initial sit down was her giving a written account of what she said she did. Um, And, you know, she said she drove to that lake. She went to go in with the kids, stopped two different times, then got out, and then decided pulled she's the brake and, and let it roll into the fucking it's, lake. It's so fucked up. Man. It is fucked up. It really is. Um, and it goes out 122 feet, as we mentioned. Uh, they show... Uh, A reenactment. Uh, yeah, to they the showed, court. They showed pictures of the, like, not their entire bodies, but of the boys after they got brought out of the... Like, yeah. 
like pieces of their arms or whatever just really like so the jury up. could see like what happened right and like they were hanging upside down in the car and shit i like, know and, it's awful they said the diver said when they got up to the car they could see hands in yeah, the window on, on, like, on the windows yeah oh dude, my that's god that's just awful absolutely horrible. fucking awful um joey i don't know how much more fucked up you get than that story there with how they found those boys but was there any other details uh, that you heard about how it all went down beyond what we just said? Uh, not really. I mean, that was that was pretty much it. And that was, I mean, she gave the statement, right, and told exactly how she did it. Like once she fucking opened up, she opened up. Um, but a couple things that I found that were kind of interesting that kind of relate to this though is uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Yeah, they did. Uh, uh, you know, a study about certain cases, I think from like, um, 85 to 95 or something like that. Uh, mothers who have murdered their children or whatnot. And, right. um, they say that mothers that kill their kids, they usually dispose of the bodies in a distinctively womb like manner, like in water wrapped in plastic. Wow. In some way it's, it's like putting That's them back in the up. womb. And Damn. another fact that they, that they, came up with that, that study was that every single one of the cases that they they studied all of the bodies were found 10 miles from the family home that's fucked up that's yeah. crazy wow. right interesting interesting stuff that's fucking nuts now chris is a dad i mean i can't imagine what david smith is going through i mean he stood by her in the beginning but then of course he realizes it's bogus and now it's her that killed him i mean i can't even uh, they I don't want to go had, there, you know. They would have had to do a lot to keep me from getting to her, right? Because I would, I'm sure they did. I mean, like, to, just to keep me from getting there, and it was like so bad that like I saw somewhere that like on the 10th anniversary of their death or whatever, he actually went out because they got buried together. With he actually went out to their gravesite and was laying there, put a gun in his mouth, and he was going to kill himself on that because oh, wow. even after 10 years, it was just so hard. Jesus. I mean, that's fucked. That the thought of that is just insane, dude. Yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. The uh, bodies were bloated and deformed, of course, from being in the water for several days. Uh so the caskets were closed. Uh the funeral was November 6th. Uh I thought that was neat they were buried in the same casket. Of right. course, they're both really too. small. Jeez. Um, so sad, a huge crowd, of course, the whole town is mourning, you know, yellow ribbons on the trees and a shrine at the, uh, boat ramp that led to the lake. Um, and as we said, this visceral hatred of Susan, I mean, they're so mad and you know, the black citizens were pissed because they're like, man, she blamed it on one of us. You know know what would have happened if it actually, like if it actually had went down like that, Right, it'd be fucking Oh, just yeah. retarded. Right. And I mean, you know, who somebody could have got snatched up by some vigilante and shot for doing right. something for doing he didn't something even that do. Nobody yeah. did except right. for her. So just fucked up. I honestly can't believe she didn't get fucking like at least really badly hurt in prison over that. Oh, over just right the there. race yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Just that. Right, right. Um, she's, of course, charged with both the murders. Uh, prosecutor Tommy Pope. He was the youngest uh, in the state of Cal uh, prosecutor in the state at the time. Um, he was a, a son of a sheriff, and he had a reputation for being a tough son of a bitch. So they put him on it, 
and uh, very, very interesting. I saw him be interviewed on one of the docs I watched. Um, and David, of course, files for divorce. I mean, David. that's David. David. Um, David. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> David. Uh, yeah, he files for divorce. Uh, but, you know, obviously, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, like, that's the obvious done. one there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Don't have to say that twice. I mean, it's not like fucking Andrea Yates, Randy, or just like, hey, we're going to have some more kids. Yeah, Rusty was all wanting <laughs> to have Rusty, more kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so she gets a public defender, which she gets a good one, Judy Clark. Um, she was the uh, attorney for the Unabomber. Um, but I'm sure that was, was that later than this or before this? I don't remember. Um, but she was her step or she was the public defender, but her mom and Bev, the sugar daddy, uh, put up some money. They actually mortgaged their house again, uh, to get her another attorney, David Bruck, who, uh, was, you know, obviously there to help her not get the death penalty. So, um, you know, they're doing what they can. Um, I would have let her fry. I mean, you know, your kid yeah. or not. I mean, that's some fucked up shit. I wouldn't want any part of trying to get that person off. I mean, it, it'd be awfully hard. I mean, it's easy to say when it's not your child, but my God. I mean, I'm that was supporting my, my kids, but yeah, that exactly. Was my grandchildren. That's true. That's true. So the trial begins, uh, you know, 1995. Of course, you know, you got people really pushing the death penalty. The state's going for it. Uh, takes them a while to get a jury. They get uh, four black jurors. The rest of the eight were white. Um, the prosecution um, decided to explain why she did it, even though they didn't have to. Some would question that decision because now they, you know, have already committed to that. Yeah. And it also leaves the defense open to explain why she might not have done it. Right. So without that even on the table, that couldn't even been brought up. So there was some questions right in the beginning. I had read uh, that the prosecution was pretty risky that uh, Tommy Pope to go for that, but that's what he did. Um, the trial would take 17 days, though. Uh, Joey, of course, the defense is going to bring up everything they can, you know, her childhood, the father's suicide, the father-in-law's suicide, bouts with depression, fragile mental state, you know, what's going on with this, you know, her husband and now this Tom and all this stuff. But I mean, it, you know, you're in that situation, you know, you're fighting for your life. You're anybody would throw with a kitchen sink at it. You yeah. Know? I mean, they're trying everything they can, of course. Right. And it, you know, going back to what we were saying about, uh, you know, this is whenever courtroom cases were being sensationalized and you could watch this one and like, Tom Finley coming out on the stand and, you know, stating that she was having an affair with her stepfather, which is what everybody in town under their breath was talking about. Right. You know, they were all saying that they thought that. And then for him to get on the stand and be like, yeah, that's exactly what was happening. And, you know, part of the reason why she was so afraid of what was going to happen. And I mean, it's fucked up, but, uh, you know, they saw through anything that they tried to push put at the jury and it's fucked up to say this too okay you're supposed to have an impartial jury um because you're presumed innocent until you're right you know 
that's pretty much bullshit. But at the same time, who in the fuck in the whole goddamn world didn't see her make a fucking liar of herself on right. national TV? Right. Everybody had to have known what, oh, yeah. what happened. So it's like, I don't think there's one person that ever would have believed that she was fucking not, uh, or, not or innocent there. of right. that crime. Right. right. Exactly. That's the thing about it. Uh, because you lied to us and you made us feel like stupid right. because we fucking believed you. Right. And we're worried about your kids and you right. fucking killed them. And you them. didn't give a shit about yeah. them. Right. Uh, the defense says uh, this is not a case of evil, but of despair and sadness. They also said that, quote, her body willed itself out of the car. Her mind wanted to stay there, but her body said no. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. When she let it roll into the lake with the boys inside, uh, the defense psychiatrist diagnosed her with a dependency disorder and major depression. And the prosecution's theme was that she did it to start a new life with her rich boyfriend, yep. Tom. Um, I believe that that's correct. I mean, I don't see where else you go with this thing, knowing her story and everything she told. I mean, she, she, wasn't she told her friend that what if I didn't have these kids? How would my life be different? I mean, yeah. that's obvious that that's on her fucking mind. You know, here yes. five days she or whatever. She wasn't believing was. that she was saving them from from the world like Andrea Yates was. Right. Andrea Yates and her fucked up mind like had some kind of justification. She was legitimately crazy, right? Exactly. This bitch is like, no, I She's need fucking to. Selfish. I need to be rid of these fucking. You these know, are a burden. This, baggage. this is a burden. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's fucking horrible, man. Just just like Casey Anthony, this is. Yeah, yeah, very much to the way I want to live my life. Right, right. Um, you know, Susan would say she didn't do it, of course, for those reasons. But you know, I don't know why she just didn't let him go with the fucking dad. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I don't know how she thought she was going to get away with this shit. I mean, Jesus. Uh, the way def the defense brought up her mental issues and suicide attempts, the prosecution. Was not able to cross-examine it. I was a little confused with that, but I was getting late and I was trying to get through what I was watching. But they mentioned something about some legal issues with the fact that the defense brought it up. It was like kind of off the table with uh, mental health. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, David's testimony against her was very emotional, of course. And then... Um, I'm confused about this. I've I've referenced the stepfather a couple times, but does she have another stepfather? Because didn't the one kill himself? So I don't know what the mention. No, that was father-in-law, dude. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're, yeah. you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was father-in-law. Yeah, I'm getting confused with these fucking <laughs> all these fucking suicides. It's so crazy. Murder it's like the, the Japanese <laughs> Japanese <laughs> fucking uh, forest, the suicide oh, yeah. forest. <laughs> Uh, Chris, what the hell do you think here? I mean, do you think it is the whole wants to start a new life? One hundred percent, without a doubt. Yeah, I, my yeah, I don't need to say anything more than that. One hundred percent. That's the yeah. whole reason she did it. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, two and a half hours. She's found guilty. Uh, the penalty phase, though, of the trial, the jury did uh, didn't give her the death penalty, but she got life without the possibility of parole until thirty years. And then she has the possibility to get out. Um, it's amazing to think that that's only a couple of years away here, Joey. Yeah. 2024 is when that 30-year mark. But I'm not seeing her getting out, not after that. Um, she is currently at the Leith Correctional Center in Greenwood County, South Carolina. But what do you think, Joey? I mean, do you think she's ever going to see the light of day? 
No, I don't think so. And I think uh, her being as sensational as she is, that's also going to work against her forever getting out. Right. Because there's way too many people that hate her. And like I said, she made a, a public spectacle of the whole ordeal and, you know, proved herself to be a liar in, in the worst possible scenario and way that you can. They're not going to let her out. And, uh, I mean, it's South Carolina, like... Uh, this is fucked up saying, but they don't have like a lot of fucking high profile <coughs> criminals down there. No, Pee Wee Gaskins, yeah, but a few. So they're going to make a fucking example of her. <laughs> yeah, it's I a tough think. state. They're exactly. not going to let her ride with that. I don't, I don't see it either. I don't see it. Yeah. I wouldn't think they would. No. Now, the the podcast I listened to, Chris, I know you're, you've heard these guys before, True Crime All the Time. Um, she got into trouble a few times involving sex. With the prison staff, which we've already kind of joked around about, but Houston Cagle was one dude and Alfred Rowe was the other. Um, as you guys mentioned, one of these guys is on, you know, does an interview and yeah. talks about it. Um, he not, says she should stay in prison. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, he's yeah, just she- some big, big dude, you know, <laughs> older than her. And yeah. you wouldn't expect her, you know, with all the different choices she would have had but maybe it was just an opportunity thing that's true too yeah so hard to say in this interview he felt he kind of made it sound like he felt like he was getting groomed by her oh wow (laughs) didn't it make it sound like that dude yeah that's fucked up um but you know it doesn't it's not surprising given how just off the chart she is when it comes to that subject man she's just like insatiable i guess but also in that interview he did say he kind of feels like she did it so she could move to a different prison which is closer oh. to her mom oh wow because the prison she was in was like i don't remember how far away it was but he said that oh, the okay. prison she's in now which she did get transferred to is only like 50 miles from her mom ah that makes so, sense manipulation man there you go she's good at it that's for sure um, so, yeah, that prison was in Columbia, and then they moved her to Leith, which is closer, That like you said. Um, you know, and I guess in her situation, I mean, that's about all she's going to get. So, I guess, whatever, right? I mean, it happens, and it is what it is. Right. But that motherfucking pussy of hers got her into more fucking trouble than, <laughs> you know, she just needs to zip that motherfucker up yes. and, you know, do something else, you know. Yeah. Start knitting or something. I don't know. But um, another crazy thing I saw that happened on that boat ramp, which is nuts, uh, at that lake, uh, 1996, there's a group of 10 people, which included six children. They went down the (laughs) boat ramp to see the memorial, and their van fucking rolled into the lake. I bet they had transmission issues, which I'm thinking, why the fuck would you put a the break on with transmission issues there. I mean, of all places oh, yeah. Put it in part. to do that, you know? So I don't know what the fuck these people were thinking, but nonetheless, seven were drowned. Uh, I'm not sure how many of the seven were children, but my God. Um, and then the same divers that recovered Michael and Alex recovered these seven How so fucking crazy is wow that? I mean, um, but it's a small town in a county it's the obvious answer that fucking boat ramps haunted <laughs> right uh, something yeah scooby-doo needs to yeah. find out you know what who, <laughs> fucked up kids are messing up the situation so just a weird coincidence but lightning striking twice in that one place yeah maybe a place not to go if you're especially if you're in a car 
having transmission problems. Fucking boat ramp. Right. Walk down there. Uh, so guys, anything to add to this crazy ass fucked up mom murdering mama May? Um, no. Uh, the only other thing I saw was, okay, so we're talking about David Smith, like, for all outward appearances, he seemed like pretty legit, nice dude. Right. Now, I don't think he had anything to do with her deaths, and that's why nothing else was ever looked into it, but it... You hear other things about the uh, how there was cheating going on on both sides, right? So he was. Oh obviously. yeah, no, he was no altar boy, that's but, for sure. But uh, Tom Finley, when he was on the stand, he was testifying. Um, also, he said about David Smith that one time uh, when Susan Smith was in the house. Uh, David Smith was, I don't know where he was at, in a cabinet or wherever the fuck he was at. He was hiding somewhere, or like in a closet or something. Heard her talking to Tom. Jumped out, fucking grabbed the phone, and he started telling him, I'm going to fucking get you. I'm going to get you, motherfucker, to Tom. And fucking Tom wow. Finley fucking, I mean, he testified that he started sleeping with a gun under his pillow because he fucking for real thought. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So, I mean, David yeah. Smith, like we said, we didn't hear too many bad things, but there might have been a little more issues in there. Yeah, but for sure. Maybe that's why he didn't end up getting the kids as easily. Maybe. maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was creepy, though. He was just it fucking hiding creepy. like, bitch, yeah. I caught you. Right, right. <laughs> wow. Uh, I did my research with a variety of sources. I mentioned uh, the documentaries. I watched a couple of different ones. American Justice, of course, was great. Um, also, you know, because this is a fairly recent case, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there yeah, uh, for sure. Got, since it got put on the news and everything, all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, True Crime All the Time was the podcast I mentioned. Those guys do a good job. They've been around for a while. Um, I listen to them off and on, usually just for research now, but for a time I was listening to them and they're, they're a good show. They do true crime and it's kind of PG 13 because Chris, it took them like 200 plus episodes to talk about cannibals. And <laughs> we did that, that like five times in the first 20. So we went a little cannibal tear. <laughs> That's funny. Kind of do for a good cannibal story. What do right? you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so go check those guys out if you, if you want to check them out. True crime all the time. Uh, next week, guys, we got our last fucked up mom story. This one, though, is a very different kind of story, it is a Chris. Crazy fucking story, man. Yeah. I mean, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, <laughs> uh, a girl whose mom had everyone in the town thinking she had cancer yeah ms everywhere dude yeah like all sorts of medical issues the kid was taking like to 30 or 40 medicines well yeah and then he got all these trips to disneyland and everything like all right they made him a house they gave him a house all kinds of crazy yeah so her mom was fucking scamming and uh, but she had her believing you know that she had some of this shit had her believing which is fucked up you know, to be raised in that, you know. Um, but then she winds up killing the mom in 2015. And, of course, it gets all nuts with her boyfriends involved in this whole thing. Yeah. So we got another just barn burner next week with this story, Gypsy and Rose. we're going to have a friend with us. Yeah, now I got a text from Justin. Uh, Joey's talking about Justin Morris, our listener, that actually suggested this episode. He sent me a text today. He says he may not be able to make it. He's got a commitment. He's uh, doing everything he can to get out of being able to do it. So he's not off 
but it's, he said it's doubtful, but he's still going to try. Right, right. He's supposed to let me know by Friday. So hopefully Justin can be on with us. God damn but it, Justin. But if not, Justin will do it proud. Yeah. Gypsy Rose. So thanks for that suggestion. And any of you guys that ever have suggestions, you know, fire away. We always love the input. Um, also, this just came into the news uh, here in our Horns High Studios yesterday. But I've been reading the new Harold Schechter book, guys, Maniac, which is really great. I love it, Chris. He has those one-word titles. All his books are, right. you know, bestial and and you know all the different demented, all these different words. But Maniac's about that Bath school disaster, which happened in Michigan in 1927 when a school board member went nuts and rigged up the school with fucking dynamite yeah. and blew it up, killed uh, like. 38 kids and six adults, horrible. Um, And we're going to do that topic this summer, but I reached out to Harold, and he agreed to do an interview with us. So that's awesome because he's an accomplished author. He's been on, Chris, with us before. We held our own, man, a Ph.D., college professor, (laughs) uh, book author. He's written almost 50 books. So he is extremely accomplished, and so it's a privilege we're going to get him on here. Once to talk again, about yeah. the Bath School disaster. So really interesting story. And uh, he's a legend for sure. So Harold Schechter, go check his stuff out. Joey, any good page of days now that we're doing it here in the murder, in the murder segment? Welcome to the murder segment. And yes, right. uh, doing the page of day. Um, if for any reason anybody just listens to our murder segments and hasn't heard us do this, I got the page of day calendar at the beginning of this year and I flip through and i got it's a true crime one and uh they've given us a few tasty tidbits oh, man. and always always some uh, entertainment so uh Loving it. so we're gonna start doing them here in the uh murder segment kind of where they belong anyway and uh so i got two two stories they're talking about this time um because the first one took place over a few days on the page of day. But this is a I, – I like this one because this is a case that a lot of people also know. Now, we're talking about Susan Smith, and a lot of people recognize that name. A lot of people are going to recognize this name. And, you know, whenever we do this and, and with the whole argument over murderabilia and, you know, the people taking advantage of the, the negative situations and all that. Right. I, I love – remembering the victims and and the cases that went down so hopefully we can keep it fresh in our minds so we could uh so we could recognize if it's going to happen again or you know just learn from it yeah so this is a case right here that some people are going to remember and it's it's the the kidnapping of jc lee degard and i mean that was that was a huge case so this was uh 1991 um she's walking to a, a bus stop and she's 11 years old at the time. Now, this car pulls up beside her. This is, I mean, you're not talking to strangers really back then, but you're not, you're not really afraid them of them like right. you are now. Exactly. Yeah, it's a different time. It was a different for time. Sure. For so, sure. so when the car pulled up, she's just thinking that he's going to ask her for directions or whatnot. Uh, so the window rolls down, and then the next thing she knows is she's being held down in the back seat by a woman drifting and out of consciousness over a three-hour ride back to what was Antioch, California. Uh, she'd been knocked out with a stun gun and abducted. Her stepfather, Carl Probin, he saw this happen. Wow. Uh, 
and he gave chase and he was on a bicycle but he couldn't keep up with the car obviously right. but but he like saw this whole fucking situation which is terrible you know um so you know every the press everything comes down to Myers California there's volunteers searching for her just day in and day out um flyers everywhere everybody's got pink ribbons all that stuff wow uh it was on America's most wanted within the week like right. when that happened they put it out that week right um, she didn't turn up, though, and despite all the national attention and support, she never showed up. Her mother, Terry Probin, I mean, she basically never, ever stopped looking at her for the next 18 years. That's so years. fucking sad, man. Yeah. So um, the people who abducted her were Philip and Nancy Garrido. Now, Philip had a rap sheet that was since back in 1972 when he was charged with sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. The girl declined to testify, so the case never went to trial course um he married his first wife within you know the following year after he does does this uh she claims he was abusive and kidnapped her when she tried to leave him so kidnapping is obviously his thing in 1976 he kidnaps and rapes 25 year old Catherine calloway um in court he admitted to masturbating his car while parked in front of elementary and high schools uh, court-ordered psychiatri- uh. psychiatric evaluation labeled him a sexual deviant and chronic drug abuser. So he gets 50 years and begins serving time in Leavenworth in Kansas. Not a good place. Right. Now, it's here that he meets Nancy Bocanegra while she's visiting her uncle. They get married at the prison in 1981. So he gets released in uh, from federal custody and state custody on January 22nd, 1988, and released on probation from the state prison seven months later. So they move to Antioch, which is also, you know, I mean, Antioch's going to be the spot. Right. right. So uh, to live with his elderly mother who had dementia. And that's where they kept, you know, uh, Casey. So um, now they've got her in captivity. They said that they had her stripped of her clothing by the time they arrived to their home in Antioch. They threw a blanket over her head. They brought her into a tiny soundproof shed in the backyard Jesus where Philip raped her for the first time, which Jesus. of course he would continue to do. Afterward, he left her naked and handcuffed, locked in the shed, warning her that gu- she's 11 years old, right. warning yeah. her that guard oh dog. God. And he's, he's like, there's guard dogs that are going to attack you if you try to get out of here. Uh, so he would God visit damn, her in the dude. shed. He would bring her food. He would talk to her. Like he would tell her stories sometimes, other times like crying to her. Um, it, also, he would be like tearfully apologizing to her for what was going on. God damn. Uh, he eventually moved her into a larger room in a shed next to that shed. Shawback moving on up. Ah. In the uh, it was in this room that the guard would give birth to the two daughters that she had with him in 1994 oh and 97. Yeah. So Jesus. she did her best to homeschool them, even though she only had a fifth grade education, but she did. And we hear that with other right. women in these situations where they do the best they can for their kids, you know? Uh, so on August 24, 2009, 18 years after the kidnapping, he, Philip goes to a UC Berkeley police office with the daughters to inquire about a permit for an event. The officers notice I just, that, yes, I know what you're talking. They notice about. his erratic behavior and the girl's sullen demeanor. So after a follow up the next day, they call the parole board. You know, believing him to be in violation of the terms of his parole. Uh, when they visit his home, finding only him, his elderly mother, and Nancy, they never saw the kids or anything like that. But uh, they asked him, 
because he had driven 25 miles away from his home and was seen in the company of minors that that was violations of his parole. Uh. So they're like, so like, so go see your parole office, you know, go to the parole office next day. Um, so he arrives there with Nancy, JC Lee DeGuard, who they call Alyssa and the daughters. So they're all there. So the officers separate all of them and, JC with that fucking, you know, Munchausen or whatever. Right. Yeah. Munchausen. She, yeah. she denied everything and went along with the whole story wow. until they found out, you know, she found out that Philip had admitted to kidnapping and raping her. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, this, that, kind this, is too, yeah, this is kind of a long one. It's kind of a long one, but that's fine. Yeah. This is not too that long ago that this no, happened. No. So, uh, okay. So she, now, J.C. Lee DeGuard, after she was, you know, rescued from all this, and she has her two daughters. And, right. Uh, she said that she wished every single day to see her mother while she was locked up in captivity. And after 18 years, they were able to see each other. Oh, yeah, wow. That's um, awesome. That's they heavy. said that the, the reunion went well, and the daughters seemed to be, you know, pretty well adjusted. Uh, DeGuard went on to write a, a memoir called The Stolen Life and Freedom, My Book of Firsts about her captivity and reintegration right. into the world. Wow. Uh, she works with horses as part of her therapy to try to trust people again. Um, now, the Garritos, they initially pleaded not guilty to rape, kidnapping, and false imprisonment. Of course, they ended up getting found guilty. Philip got 431 years, and Nancy got 36 years to life. Damn. Now, uh, they were saying, you know, a couple missed opportunities, and, you know, some... Oh, there's always hindsight with this, and the police oh, were always, yes. But they were saying how the police failed to make a connection that DeGuard was taken from the same area as Philip Garrido's previous kidnapping victim, Catherine Holloway. It was like within, it was the same neighborhood. Wow. Uh, in 2002, the fire department responded to an incident involving a minor with a shoulder injury at a swimming pool at the Garrido's property. But the information was never given to the parole officer. They never knew about it. Wow. Uh, a neighbor called the police on Philip in 2006, claiming he was psychotic and had people living in his backyard. Uh, the officers came and spoke with him for about 30 minutes at his door, but they didn't search the property and they let him off with a warning. Um, so he had the. Girl, wow. Had them out in the backyard playing and shit. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. So in July 2010, the state of California issued a $20 million settlement to J.C. DeGuard to compensate her for various lapses by the corrections department that contributed to DeGuard's continued captivity, ongoing sexual assault, and mental and or physical abuse. So Damn, wow. That's the case of J.C. Lee DeGuard. Yeah. Uh, I got a second one. It's not as long as that. So that one was no, long. I, I remember but, hearing oof. about that not that long ago. I know. And, and like up. I said, that case was, uh, that's a good one to remember. Yeah. Because that, she came, she got out of it at least. She did. She, she did, got yeah. out of it at least. So that's yeah, good. Good for her, but that's awful. All right. So page a day. Thank you for that one. That one yeah. kept me going for almost a fucking week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this other one I got, uh, this is the second one. And this is about uh, Carol Edward Cole. And this was a guy from California. Now, this dude has an IQ of 152. Yeah. So he's a genius, but he's fucking dumb, and he can't fucking stay out of trouble. Right. So we see that every now and then. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, fucking. So as a young boy, he's dragged along with his mom as she was uh, she was an adulterous woman and would go out on sexual liaisons. And right. she would fucking take him home and beat him so that he wouldn't fucking talk about it to keep him quiet. Oh, so wow. we've seen kind of some shit like that with the whore mom, you know. Right. Uh, so his name's Carol Edward Cole. So, you know, he's bullied for his name, considered right. a sissy name. We were Car- talking yeah, about Carol. Beverly. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Right. Uh, when Cole was eight, 
he drowned one of the bullies. Now I don't know what he got. I, yes, I don't know what whatever came out of this. Like I need to look a little deeper into the story because it's it's super fucked up. But I know it's missing a lot of shit because it's just page a day. But yeah, he he kills one of the bullies it's when like, he's eight, eight years old. Yeah. Damn. Now, now, as an adult, he's overcome with fantasies of raping and strangling women. Like he, he consciously recognizes that he's overthinking all this stuff, and so he goes to the cops for psychiatric help. Uh, they put him in a few mental institutions, and once he's released, he moves to Texas and gets married. Now it's a fucking terrible relationship, toxic as fuck, and it ended in arson when he fucking burned down a motel where he thought his wife was fucking at. So he was sent to prison for that. Oh, boy. Uh, after he gets out, he attempts to murder an 11-year-old girl in Missouri, goes back to prison. Jeez. He's released from that, and he still experienced mental health issues, so he voluntarily turns himself in in Nevada like, yo, I'm fucked up. Like, yeah, this he is like in. He's done this like three times. Wow. And he's like, look, I've got problems. So they fucking take him in in Nevada and basically ship him off to California. Like, oh, okay, now, <laughs> now he's your problem. So he kills several women in California, oh my goes God. up to Wyoming and kills one, kills one in Oklahoma, and then at least one more when he goes back to California before killing his second wife, Diana. Her, her body was found wrapped in a blanket in a closet, but still ruled a natural death because she was an alcoholic. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Cole returns to Texas and kills at least three more women. It, he fucking turns himself in and starts Jesus. confessing to all these unsolved murders. And then, uh, you know, he gets life imprisonment with the possibility of parole in Texas. So he voluntarily, he voluntarily faces murder charges in Nevada because he knows they got the death penalty and And he he wants to die. He's like, I know I want to die. So he fucking voluntarily does that and he gets the death penalty. He did get it. Um, he would, uh, he would discourage like anti-capital, uh, punishment protesters and stuff that were trying to fight for him not to leave. He was uh, like, no. Yeah. He's like, no, I, I need yes to, to be die. Yeah, he's yeah. like, leave yeah. that shit alone. People like me need to die. Yeah, and he even like publicly fucking went out and thanked the judge for sentencing him. Like, he was like, thank you so very much. And uh, he ended up, you know, dying of a lethal injection in 1985. Wow. But, yeah, that's Carol fucking Cole. Oh, that's a, that's a good one, <laughs> man. Know. That's a good one. We might have to do that. Yeah. So. All right, well, very good. So, Fuck Joey, yeah. I think, uh, Chris, we've done our fair share of murdering tonight. Gave them all uh, oh, all sorts of good yeah. shit I like tonight. The, I like the new platform, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. So, Joey, what the fuck do we need to do? Let's get our metal on. Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, and murder metal mayhem's knower of all things metal, Hailing from Wild Man Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization. The one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris C.K. Comics! There he is, the guy with his intro music. Well, CK, yeah. what up, CK? What's up? Hell yeah. He, he put his pants on for the for the he podcast. Did. He did. He's been running up and down <laughs> wild men naked, throwing rocks. I don't know what your thing is with rocks lately, CK. But thankfully, you came to your senses, threw some pants on, and you are now 
uh, front and center on Murder Metal Mayhem talking about some yes. fucking metal. So and I, I know just you want were... to apologize for um, dude. Apologize for last week for um, and you know. You know that was the whole reason everything broke down last week because neither one of us were here. Yeah, the Chris's were out of the picture. That's funny. Yeah, that uh, dude, I, um, that was completely understandable for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean, dude, you, take care of yourself, man. You got to worry about yourself. I know when I dealt with the cancer thing, I missed one show and it pissed me off that I even missed the one show. And I can remember going to Columbia, Missouri and puking out of the side of the van and going down there and doing a show. It just. Didn't yeah, want to fucking miss it. Like. You just don't want to miss it. So were, I get it. There, right. were, there were so many situations with last week's podcast. It just became its own, its <laughs> it own did. little episode. It really yeah. did. It really did. So, But I'm glad you put this off, to, CK. It, it came out good. That's what good. I thought, too. It came I thought out it was good, so. Yeah, I think so. I think we did a good job, despite all the crazy stuff. But we put this yeah. off, CK. We're doing all Brazil bands again tonight. You've got a cool feature I guarantee you that a lot of our metal heads out there listening have never heard of this band, and I know we, I we didn't. never heard. I know we I never didn't. heard of them until right, and they've been out for until they came up on. Um, yeah, just the Facebook uh, best thrash metal band you never heard of, yeah. and I clicked on it, and here they were. So yeah, what so, do you got for us? I got um, courses spelled K O R Z U S. Yeah. And surprisingly, it is surprising that nobody's heard of them because they formed in 83. Yeah, 83, and, um, in, man. In Sao Paulo. Um, and they were around the same time as Scarcophago, Sepultura, Overdose. So they were around where, when, when Sepultura was just forming as well. So right. I don't know how we never heard of them. <laughs> Only thing I could think of is, um, you know, they didn't have... The record deals that that had had records released in America, right? Um, yeah, they pretty much kept like, themselves in Brazil, you know. Yeah, until like maybe the last like ten years, twelve, thirteen years that they had um, the last couple albums released in America. But um, again, they were formed in Brazil. Um, the original lineup was, as far as I could tell, was Marcelo Pampu. Pompey, Pampu, I forgive me if I misspoke. Yeah, I the names are it. tough with it being in Portuguese. Yeah, Silvio Gofetti, and just Dick on bass guitar. Yeah, Dick um, Siebert. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, the early days, they they for their for the first album, they they were recording on an album. They um were on a, a Brazilian metal compilation okay and considering they didn't really have money to do to go in the studio the debut album was actually a bunch of of live recordings they just put together nice okay um you know I guess you know when you don't have money that's what you do right it's, you know the cheapest thing fans are very and, resourceful man right and um it's impossible to find that fucking album. Good luck trying to find that. <laughs> I'm sure. So that's not going to happen, man. <laughs> if you do, it's going to cost um, so much fucking money. And their proper first debut album was um, called so- Sono Maniaco, which was um, sung in Brazilian. Portuguese. Portuguese. So that was... Portuguese, Brazil. Well, I did. I love saying that me. too. It's in Brazilian, bro. 
They speak Portuguese, but it's Brazil. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and through that time, they've had lineup changes. Um, with um, as far like as far as I said, the the the, the members that they are now are Marcelo, Harris Trench on guitar, Antonio Arujo on guitar, um, Dick Siebert on bass, and Rodrigo Oliveira on drums. So that's that's the um Yeah, the singer and the bass now. player are the only two that have been there since the right. beginning. But still, I mean and that's fucking amazing that those two have been yeah. at it for that fucking long, man. That's for 30, amazing. For 30, 38 years. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's and, awesome. um just a side note, Silvio Giofetti was a member of um, Agent Steel at one time. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. That's really so, cool. Um, yeah, so he was actually a member of Agent Steel at one time and um, came and played with um, with Quarzes. That's cool, man. Yeah, those guys are um, amazing, man. And again, you know, they um, came out in 89 with... Um, the first album sung in English, Pay For Your Lies, which I can't find anywhere. I've looked. Yeah. Um I don't think I don't think it's available on um streaming, so I don't think you could stream that one. Cause the only one I know that streams is Mass Illusion, which is ninety one, which is amazing. Yeah. Um I was able to actually find that on C D. Um KZS was released in ninety four. That's impossible to find. Um, yeah, some of the stuff of is in Portuguese, but most of it is in English. But yeah. like on an album, they might have a couple of songs they sing in Portuguese, right? And the rest are all in English. So no matter what your taste, these guys are really kick ass. I love yeah. the the stuff you're getting ready to start talking about because yeah, the, definitely. When Antonio um, got in the band, I think they really fucking cranked it up a notch. Yeah, I think guitar wise. I think that's where they put. That's a step above what they were doing. Yeah, with Antonio I mean they were arrived. killing it, but Antonio just brings it, man. He's just wicked. yeah. He um, he's just he's just a wicked guitar player, and um, songwriter, and and you know, gets the job done for sure. Yeah. And again, you know, KCS was released in '94. I know that's available to stream. And the next three albums are probably the albums that that I think are, the albums that that are. That you need to have in your collection if you're if you're gonna buy any album by them. Right. Um, Ties of Blood, which is amazing, came out in 2004. Um, Discipline of Hate in 2010. Yeah. And fucking Legion in 2014. Holy which is shit! Killer. Yeah, Legion and uh, Discipline of Hate are the two that I have on CD, but I've heard some of the other ones you're talking about. But man, those two, holy shit! That's that's yeah. really strong material. Really good and, stuff. And for, and for the most part, um, they've toured in in Brazil, but they they have toured in America once. I think they played with yeah once they played with um Biohazard and Sod. Oh man. Um, so if you're lucky enough to see them on that tour, God bless you because yeah, I would love to see them live. And um, you know, it sounds like right now they're not planning on doing anything live at the moment. Right. They're um, trying to figure out what's going on with all this shit. Yeah. I, I know you're going to be playing um, the, the interview with... Um, yeah, we had a chance to talk with Antonio yeah. uh, Arugio of uh, Corsus, the guitar player we were just yeah, talking about. Uh, He's amazing. It was a and good I'm not conversation. Gonna 
it was a great conversation. I'm not going to spoil the um, how they got the name. Oh, how they he came up with the name. Um, yeah, which is really a, yeah. a real funny story. It is funny. Now, but, um, I got like a 10-minute clip I'm going to play of that. Yeah. Um, again, you know, these, these guys came out in 83. Uh, great thrash band. And, 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 you know, again, it's amazing that, that, that nobody knew of them. Right. I still can't believe it. I know, especially in the streaming age, it's amazing they've gotten by at least my radar. So, all right, Right. and especially mine, which I'm, I'm always, I'm like usually on top of everything. Always on the lookout. Yeah, for sure, man. So I'm proud that I brought this one to the table. I brought this one to the table, CK. And usually, um, (laughs) like when a band like Sepultura gets big. People try to um, find emulate others. that, find as much as they can as far yeah, as Brazilian These bands. guys were around before Sepultura. Oh, I know Sarcophago you know, had a couple right of before, but America, still, so I did, mean, um, legit, man, these guys are um, killers. Overdose. But for some reason, these guys just weren't, weren't able to break in America. Yeah. But definitely check them out. Listen to um, this 10-minute interview that we got for you, that me and Pete did. And also, we'll be um, releasing the full interview. Right. Which is awesome. It was a great conversation between all three of us. Like 33 minutes, I think, of uh, uh, talking with Antonio. And we're going to release that the day after this one goes live. So, all right, well, let's play that clip, CK. 10 minutes of that discussion with Antonio. All right. Hey, Pete. Uh, hey, CK. It's a pleasure to be uh, talking to you guys and we're Metal Mayhem. And, uh, uh, well, it's the first time we're talking, so uh, well, I'm glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'm Antonio. This is CK. P and I just recently discovered you guys, and we're amazed that, um, of course, it's been around since 1983. When did you join the band? Oh, yeah, I joined the band in, in 2008. It's been 13 years now. Uh, actually, I am. Two years younger than the band itself. Uh, I was actually no, I'm lying. One year younger. I, I was born in '84, and the band began in '83. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a funny thing because you know, of course, this is a band that, uh, of course, we are aware that it isn't a big name outside of Brazil. Uh, it's a very uh, underground name, and and maybe uh, some people uh, portray Corses as a cult band from Brazil uh, for its old, you know. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but Corses ne- never had a career, uh, uh, an actual career outside of Brazil, because uh, back in the day. Uh, in the beginning of the 90s, Europe, after uh, the release of, of uh, one of the classic albums that is called Mass Illusion, uh, uh, they, they did some touring and they also did some touring in the US in the 90s, but uh, there was no continuity because the band had uh, problems with formation, you know, musicians left the band and all that, and they had to rebuild. And, uh, well, it is what it is. Uh, and Corsus is basically uh, a very well-known band in Brazil and some some other countries in South America as well. Uh, but still in Europe and in the U.S., we are still a, a, an underground band. But that's why we don't tour that much, uh, not, not as much as we would like to, because touring is, you know, high cost. And um, 
for us being a bunch of old guys, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to travel and pay for everything, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> like, makes not, sense. To tour, not make any money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like for, for really Most of us are parents. So, you know, right. Makes it harder to just get up and leave. Now, what does the bit, yeah. does Corsus have a meaning? I wondered if that was a word or what it, where did that come from? Yeah. What does that mean? It's a funny story, dude. Actually, from uh, uh, well, that's what the guys tell me about it because I wasn't there in the beginning. Actually, I wasn't even born. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, they tell me that back in the beginning of the '80s here in Brazil, uh, there were not that much headbangers. You know, it was it was like small tribes. You know, right? And uh, some friends would just join together and start sharing whatever they had access to. Uh, of course, there was no internet, nothing like that. So uh, it was hard to get a hold of good material and, and new stuff about bands, you know. Maybe, uh, of course, in the US and in Europe, it was completely different. But here in Brazil, things would get here uh, at least one year after they were released you know so right. uh, there was there was a big delay for uh this information uh, to get here to, to you know the, the brazilian headbangers to have access to you know a ah, new iron maiden release for new slayer release or whatever so uh this was how it was you know and and some friend that had money enough to go travel Europe and buy the records and would come back and, and just start recording a bunch of cassettes to, <laughs> to his friends. And it, the thing would spread like this, you know? Right. So, uh, uh, about the name, uh, back in the day, uh, here in Brazil, I know that in the underground scene, it was a very common thing for people to have, uh, nicknames, you know? So, if you take, for instance, Max Cavalera from Sepultura, the original vocalist, right? Uh, he he used to call himself Max Possessed, you know. Okay. Because, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember reading about that. Yeah. Yeah, because that, it, this was common here in Brazil, you know. So he he was Max Possessed, and, and everybody had had some kind of nickname, probably related to a band or whatever, or or, or even a fucking strange name that someone would come up with you <laughs> right know? and uh so in that case courses uh, fits right there because there was this guy that was friends with uh, the guys uh his name was marcus and uh his nickname was courses uh, and uh <laughs> he would call himself marcus courses you know uh, with a k uh and and, and uh uh, the first show, actually, that Corsus did, uh, the band was called Hand of Doom. Uh, this was back in '83. Uh, it was a it was a small gig in their school. They were playing in a school festival. Right. So uh, they were called Hand of Doom because of the Black Sabbath song and all that. Yeah. And uh, so uh, they were discussing, like, "Hey, dude, I don't know, Hand of Doom." Just name is kind of lame you know we need something better and uh so someone saw in the wall of the dressing room uh that this dude had painted on the wall marcus courses uh <laughs> and and someone looked at it and said well marcus fucking sucks but courses sounds kind of cool <laughs> oh that's hilarious said, yeah, well, it does. so uh it that's became great the name of the 
that is that's <laughs> so one of that, the coolest really cool. stories I've ever heard. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much it's a it's a it's a made up name. You know, it means fucking nothing. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, <laughs> the Marcus though, yeah. he must think that he's pretty cool. Now he's got the band's yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Thirty thirty eight years after that, and <laughs> I and funny. I met Marcus actually. Oh I met no him way! Like that's cool. Yeah, and the guys were like, "Hey, this is Marcus Corsos," and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> nice to meet you." Right? So, that's well, pretty awesome, go, man. Yeah. So that's uh, well, that's the story behind it. And well, uh, if you want to elaborate a little bit more, he said the guys that uh, he took the name from some character uh, that he saw in a horror movie, but he never said the name of the fucking horror movie. So <laughs> probably he made he made it up. You know? Right. <laughs> so right. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. You guys released a single recently. Um, can you tell, tell us a little bit about that song? And is there going to be a full album coming out soon? Hopefully soon. We hope. Yeah, bro. We, we uh, Actually, it's been like, Corsus has uh, a characteristic uh, about r- releasing records. Uh, if you, if you uh, look at the story of the band, you're going to see that there's always a big space uh, between every record we do. You know, uh, First, because the band has had problems with musicians in the past leaving the band and all that. So they needed time to reformulate, you know? Right. Uh, but now there's labels. <laughs> yes, everything. But nowadays, uh, it's truly a matter of maybe that we are uh, old, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, we are picky with everything, you know? So uh, it's like, uh, we just don't settle for anything less than what we think is uh, something uh, good enough to carry the name courses, you know? Okay. So uh, that's why uh, it takes some time for us to make a new record. And uh, right now, the last one that we released was Legion back in 2014. And we were pretty much seven years uh, without releasing anything. Uh, in in this pandemic, insane fucking year, uh, uh. we uh, started writing together. And uh, our other guitarist, his name is Eros, Eros Trench. Uh, <clears throat> he came up with this song and he showed us and everybody loved it at first. And there was a whole concept behind it. And, uh, well, we uh, everybody bought the idea and uh, we decided to do a single. So right now, what we are uh, thinking of doing uh, is not actually recording uh, a full album again. We are thinking of uh, following the footsteps of many pop music artists nowadays and uh, spend some time releasing singles and see where it goes from there. Okay. You know, <clears throat> so uh, we have released this first one. We are currently working on a second single, and we intend to make it all uh, in the same format with a with a musical video, uh, uh, high quality stuff, uh, as you can see on this first one. Yeah. And uh, and you know maybe try this new way of of working and see what happens. Okay, that's cool. Now, one thing that's interesting about you guys uh, is that some of your songs are in Portuguese. Of course, you're from Brazil, but most of your songs... All right, so there's a little taste of that, CK, and uh, let our listeners uh, hear that. Definitely definitely. going to want to hear the whole thing, so... Yeah, it was was a great interview. We had um, a good time interviewing him. Um, And, you know, like I said... The story of how they got the name is is great and um, yeah, 
I'm not, I can't do justice to it as, as, as much as he can. So. No, it's cool to hear him talk about it. His English is really good, too. Yeah, so it's pretty can, clean, yeah. You know, really, really oh, good. Oh, yeah. So that's awesome. All right. Definitely. CK, what's your uh, Lost Classic for us this week, man? Uh, my Lost Classic today is uh, we're going to go back to about 1980, um, Thin Lizzy Renegade. Now, pretty much any Thin Lizzy album could be a Lost Classic. Right. Except for maybe Jailbreak, because everybody knows Jailbreak. But um, I picked this because it's just a great album. It came... You know, it was a couple albums after after um, Jailbreak. I think it was '79 or '80. They put this out. Um, it's just a great album. Um, it's it's available to buy as far as physical copy. Definitely you could stream it. Um, and again, I said anything Lizzie album it, to me is a lost classic because I they should have been huge in America and they never were. And so many no. bands um, were influenced by them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know you're but, um, all about Thin Lizzy. Yeah, check out Thin Lizzy Renegade. Good call on the Lost Classic. All right. Well, yeah. I hear uh, hear that but, familiar um, de- music. Definitely check them out. I hear that familiar music. Six. 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 Fucking six. Six. Our buddies in Onslaught. Let's check this out and then talk about what we've been Hell listening yeah. to. All right, some six six fucking six means six, we're gonna talk six, about six. what's been hitting our ears. And uh, Chris, why don't you start it off? What have you been listening to? Oh, uh, actually, yesterday we were sitting, me and Cashman, Michael, and shit, we were sitting around, and we were just on YouTube for a while yesterday, just watching fucking uh, obscene extreme fest fucking videos. And I got to tell you. Europeans are fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> but yeah, we listened to a bunch That's of cool. bunch of fucking bunch of gutelaks. Fucking uh dude, I can't even remember what all we fucking just a bunch of shit from Brutal. Yeah, though. from yeah, fucking all kinds of brutal shit from OEF. And today at work I was jamming some fucking uh, misery index. Nice. Fucking misery index. Oh hell yeah. I definitely had to listen and today I've like popped into my head. I listened I listened to uh the first DSI, the fucking self-titled. Brutal. Love that shit. Brutal. And some shit That's off of great, the fucking... That's a great album. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's like one of my favorites. And I listened to some shit off of that... Uh, I've been listening to some, some songs off of that... Uh, from I don't know how long ago it was, that Roadrunner United album. There's a few songs on there that I liked, like... Oh, the one God. With, yeah, the one with Glenn Benton's all... I fucking love that song. But it's just random song, songs That's there what, I like. But. That's um. Where Ripper does King Diamond, correct? Yeah, the, and dude, that's one song that King Diamond does vocals on that I like. That in the Fire <laughs> song off of that album, I, I fucking dig that song. So. Yeah, Ripper Ripper does a great job on that song. Nice, yes, yeah. nice, very cool. Joey, what about you, man? Uh, I've been listening to a lot. Um, <clears throat> you were in the four one nine, so I was in the four one nine. I was cruising around all over the place, <laughs> fucking just listening to a lot of music, but. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, CCK is holding a oh, 419. Yeah. Was that like a classified ad type thing? Or? Oh, no. It's like a tourist thing. Yeah. yeah, but it says Discover 419. <laughs> yes, it does. You're holding it, CK or CCK. So. I, heard, I heard Joey was listening to some air supply. Uh, air supply, maybe. Some live air supply. That shit's Air nice. supply, some, ba- some, ba- some Bay City rollers. <laughs> uh 
But no, I was listening to a Nephilim Grinder Spiritual Torment. That's their new album. That shit just came out. Fucking straight, brutal fucking death metal. Sick as fuck. Uh, I was listening to Black Flag. Everything went black. Um, can't go wrong with Henry Rollins. Good right. choice. Right? Uh, I was listening to some Spine Shank. I didn't listen to them in a long time. Dude, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, that KMFDM Nile album. Um, I was listening to Motorhead, March or Die. That's all. It's a classic. Yeah. Right. Now, I was listening... This is crazy. So, I was listening to the Metallica S&M album, and I burnt that album... One or two. Both of them. But I I burnt that album probably, fuck, like, 2010, I'd say. No. Way before that. 2004. 2003, maybe. I don't know. A long-ass time ago. It's it's literally been, like, 17 years that I burnt these two albums... I've never listened to them once, I don't think. Right. Like, actually put them in a player or whatnot. <laughs> right. Uh, on the road trip, so Stephanie from Toledo, she was down with us last week taking Chris's spot. And I drove back to Toledo so I could uh, go hang out with the Crips and Finley. And, uh, uh, me and her were caravaning. Mean, mean, mean the non-existent trips. Yeah, exactly. So uh, me and her were caravaning and whatnot. But we get back to my house and um, the next morning, she gets in my car, and I had that S and M album in there, and she was like, "Holy shit!" And she pulls up her fucking history, and she had been listening to it too. Oh, that's funny. On the way home, yeah, that was fucked up. That's wow. weird. I was okay, like, that's and I hadn't fucking listened to that, like I said, in like seventeen years or something. That's some funny. Shit. So I was listening to that, uh, and then a couple other things I was listening to. I got this band Glory Glory in the CD player right now. And they're just like a, a little bit of a mixture of all different kinds of fucking rock. They were, they were pretty, I was wondering yeah. what that was on the way here. Shit's dude. sick. Though. I liked it. Huh. And, then, and then one other thing I was listening to, and that's because uh, Rick Fisher from Sick Rick Mass. Yeah, did you find it? <clears throat> I did. I found a few. His band ripped. Um, he was talking about it today. He made a post about it. I was like, man, where can I hear some of these songs? Right. You know? And he, he posted me a link, and I was able to do a little bit more digging, but they got this one song called Through the Eyes, and I think it was from, like, 1990 or something. Uh, some thrash, though, like, heavy shit. Yeah. yeah. And, I want to uh, hear it. Yeah, man. So our buddy's Rick sick bass, Rick, huh? man. Fucking yeah, hell yeah. The thrash, man. Ripped. That's uh, awesome. And Gaither did the artwork. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Very, very cool. All right. CK, what about you, man? Um, I've been listening to Courses, which... Um, then I then I I've been listening to some um, Sepultura as well. Um, still listen to that new um, new Cannibal Corpse, which is which is killer. It's nasty. Um, and as far as you know, like old school, I've been listening to like like Queensrÿche and um, Fate's Warning and Dream Theater. That's cool. Fucking right. Yeah, I've been jamming that Corsus. Uh, the last one, uh, I think, the uh, that they released on CD, at least here, the Legion, which is killer. And then Legion. before that, Discipline of Hate. Both of those have been jamming in my car on CD. I've been jamming Power Trip. Um, and then also just going some old school Ozzy, um, digging on some old Black Sabbath and, and Ozzy, too. So... Little mix of a few different things. Nothing wrong with no, that. No, no. Now, I did want to bring it up, even though it's kind of dumb to even mention it, but it's like I can't help but. Uh, the whole Iron Maiden thing getting snubbed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I know none of us really give a it's fuck ridiculous. about it, but it's the idea of it. I mean, they call it that, and then they let in Jay-Z and yeah, the fucking Goo Goo Girl, or the Go-Go Girl, or what the fuck was it? The... <laughs> 
fucking I mean, the I mean, girl band. The go go's. Thank you. The go go's. It's like rock. seriously. I mean, over Iron Maiden. I mean, I, they've sold out arenas it, it for says, the past says, forty years. I mean, it's like unbelievable. It's sad. It's sad when you have um, Gene Simmons petitioning for Iron Maiden in the Hall of Fame. Right. He even said it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, it's absurd. You know, how, how, how they're not in. Yeah. But then, then you go back, and how can you not put in, you know, classic bands like Boston, yeah. Foreigner? I couldn't believe um, that Boston and Foreigner weren't in there. Yeah, they're they're, they're not in there. Um, those are classics. You Deep know? Purple. Right, yeah. Deep Purple's Deep not Purple's in there. Deep Purple's not in Yeah, that's some... I mean, how many Jesus people Christ, that walk know, so in that building, if you were to ask them what song do you think epitomizes rock the most... I guarantee you smoke on the water, especially for somebody like my age or older, is going to be like, that's the song that got me into listening to heavy music, you know? You would think like a song like I Come Blood would be that song. Yeah. Very well could for the latter (laughs) generations, baby. (laughs) Right. Speaking of that, what the fuck would David Ellison of Megadeth (laughs) jerking off on Twitter Ah. and some fucking girl... Who is barely legal, I guess, was watching it and he was yeah. engaging in this fucking little sex play hey, online. Was, I mean, was, don't do that shit online. Dude. Right. That's <laughs> fucking stupid. And one of her but, friends, I think, busted but, but him out. But if you're a public figure, why would you do anything like that? Yeah, and on, he's on married Twitter too. That's any, just not right. Any social media place. Yeah, don't. You know you're you know you're a public figure. You know somebody's gonna see it and they call you out on it. Yeah, it's just very very stupid so i just couldn't help but mention with the highbrow humor that we have here all right i'm jerking uh, off on you girl our 666 club we've talked about it before our patreon we appreciate those that uh, do that for us oh yeah three bucks a month is all it is you get all sorts of vip access get the episodes a day early get the karaoke when it's done get 10 percent off our merch and speaking of work, merch, we got those new T-shirts. Yes, we uh, do. Jeff Gaither design, zombie on the front, Killer. blood spatter on the back. Killer. Absolutely pretty brutal. baller, man. Full color both sides. Amazing quality. So uh, go follow the episode description. I got links to that. You can order one today. Get you one. That's right. We'll throw in some free stickers. Those before die cut, they before they sell out. Those die cut stickers we got from Stuck Up Sticker Fuck Company man. are amazing. So. All right, so uh, get your metal, heavy metal uh, merch on Murder Metal Mayhem. Fucking Got a. that stimulus Go check. There's another one I think coming. So Are you Biden serious? bucks. You might as well. Biden fucking bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I, well, we've done plenty of metal tonight, guys. So CK, what the fuck do we need to do? We got we got to get our mayhem on. Call Joe Boy Alligator Wrestling. How can I help you? Well, a friend of mine said you guys do birthday parties for kids. Yes, that's right. Our gators really love little kids. Wait, 
we let small children near the alligators? Yes, it's a lot of fun. We have several videos on our site where you can watch it. The alligators love when one of the children get cut. The smell of blood drives them nuts. Turns them into a freedom frenzy. That doesn't sound like something I want for my daughter's fifth birthday party. You might want to reconsider. We're running a special this month for $49.95. You can have up to 10 kids fight the gators for an hour and we'll throw in free pizza and birthday cake with ice cream for any of the kids that survive. What the fuck? I love the way it sounds like he says ice cream. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, man. Michael doing fuck some it, joke That ball. was awesome. Fuck it, ding dong. CK, yeah. the caller with that one. That was great. <laughs> and before that, how about fucking Corzus? <laughs> Devil's Head off the Legion album, or uh, is that off Legion? Or yeah, I think it's Legion. Uh, badass. So really dig those guys. Yes, yeah, I think it's Legion. Yeah, I ripped it from the CD, so it sounds really good. So CCK, I am finally listening to you again with the physical copy. So was that like C is in C E E or C C-K? <laughs> Yeah, it was C C K. It does. Do you yeah, see C K? I mean, I knew it. It's just I had to be reminded. So, all right, well, guys, we are in Mayhem now, and Mayhem is a, is a pretty crazy place to be. Um, I do have. It's not a, a crazy long story, but it's yeah. a shipping story. Yeah. Um, that's just recently happened to me. This is bizarre. Uh, Jenny and I watched the Tales from the Crypt, the new the Creep Show. Yeah, the new Creep Show. Love that the TV series. Still gotta see that. We went old school and we're watching the the original movies, and then we got into watching Tales from the Crypt. And so anyway, we've been getting into it, and so we thought, well, we'll just buy the whole set, yeah. you know, so we have them all, you know. And uh, so she was looking on Amazon. I went on eBay, and I found a really good deal for the first seven or all seven seasons. Of Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, of Tales from the Crypt oh, off, yeah, of, the, off of eBay. It was pretty cheap. It was like 28 bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah. For the whole fucking yeah, thing? Yeah, for the whole thing. God, God damn. damn. So I, I or, No, that. well, let, let me tell you. All let right, me tell you what's oh, going yeah, on. Well, yeah, let's finish this. Here, this is, <laughs> this is a good one. So I order it, oh. and uh, the seller doesn't tell me... Uh, or it says it's shipped, but I don't have a tracking number. So I don't know how it's coming to me, when. it's. And I sent the person a message like, hey, can you give me a tracking? Because here with the mail, you know, if it comes UPS, it gets delivered to the porch, house. Otherwise, it's Most office, office, it's at the post office, not to the house. So it's, it's where I live and the craziness that I deal with. So anyway, uh, not getting any response. So then I get a message from eBay that says it's been delivered to the house but it was sent up or usps yeah so i'm like okay that can't be i don't get the mail to my house i got to go get it at the post office and when it's delivered to the po box it says i could hear the train it says it says it was delivered to the house not the po box because that's normally what it will say so uh so anyway um i go to the post office it's not there. I show the, the, the postmaster there what's going on. She's yeah. like, that's weird. She types in the, the tracking on her system. Right. And she's like, yeah, it was delivered to a house like on Kickapoo Street, so not which is another street house. altogether, yeah. like not my street, not my name even. That's fucked up. So I'm like, that is fucked up. So I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so I contact the seller. I'm like, hey, you know, like. It says I got this, but I didn't, you know, and I told them what happened. No response, you know. Oh. So I contact eBay. I'm like, hey, you know, like, this happened. Like, what the hell? 
So they step in, and of course they refund me the money, and it's done. You know that's why I deal with them. You know because right, right. if I have an issue, which is very rare, they take care of it. So I'm kind of bummed. I really wanted yeah, the get, fucking DVDs. I got the money back, right? So I go to a different seller on there, <laughs> Don't tell a me different that. one, and I find it for a couple bucks more, but pretty close. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, that's cheap. Because some of them wanted 80, 90 right, bucks. That's what I've seen it for. That's yeah. What that's what so I was like, hell yeah. Oh, so shit. I order them again. Okay. Fuck that. So I order it again from a different seller. It's not the same person. I order it again. It says it's shipped, um, but no tracking. <laughs> oh, fuck. Same goddamn shit. So I contact them and I get. No tracking, and then I got a thing that said it was delivered to the house, that it was set by my garage oh. on by FedEx, though. Not the U.S. mail, FedEx. <laughs> so I'm like, why would they set it back here at the garage? It's all, like, it's off the alley. Okay. It doesn't yeah, make any sense, make sense, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, this can't be that this fucking happened twice? I mean, like, what are the odds? So I contact FedEx. <sighs> With the tracking, and it was delivered to someone else on North 100 Road, what which is fuck? out in the country here, just out in the country. <laughs> and I contacted the seller. I'm like, I'm wondering if this is the same, the same person, just but just operating fucking, under yeah, a different of, yeah. identity, because I'm not getting a response. Right. So now I've taken it to eBay. So. What the fuck? Holy shit, That's dude. Up. So I told Jenny, I'm like, maybe we just weren't meant to have these fucking DVDs. I mean, I don't understand. It's just dude, dude. very strange. And there's no fucking tracking number. You know that's a bad sign, dude. Yeah, and it's just odd, you know, the way now, I would have went. I would have went to the other house. They said it got delivered to, but like... They wouldn't hey, give me the address because uh, I was going to go there. Yeah. I drove up and down because I've had them delivered to South Walnut before. Right. And it was sitting out in somebody's driveway, and I went and it had my name on it. I'm like, this is my, this is my shit. Fuck you. But yeah. I was hoping somebody would come out just so I could explain to them, I'm not stealing yeah. your packages that this is mine. I live at 105, the, you know. So anyway. Shit. Yeah, um, that's fucked up. So does anybody else have any? Uh... <clears throat> I was just going to bring up. Uh... Oh, go well, ahead. I don't, I don't have a. Go ahead, CK. I, it's not a per se mayhem story, but. You ever like you're on the internet and some pops on the up internet with, and um, something's popped up before? And some <laughs> popping zits. <laughs> yeah, but like like a, like a video. Yeah, of yeah popping those are zits. disgusting, man. Yeah. So you watch it. <laughs> I don't, then, but yeah. Then you get heavily involved, so you go on, so you go on um, YouTube. Oh, no. oh, and watch this shit, and I'm watching uh. some of this shit, and I'm like. <laughs> how 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 do you let them grow to the size of a fucking grapefruit and not do anything right. about it? Well, the fucking and, and you're, Lenny you're with the kitchen, fucking big old cunt on his back with like a girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy. Yeah. Dude. You, you you got a video of somebody in his kitchen with his with, with his wife or girlfriend with a knife oh cutting God. him open and popping this thing and, and like I don't know how dude. do you let it grow like that. My you fucking daughters would sit there understand. and watch that fucking uh, Dr. Pimple Popper like, Dad, check this out. It's so gross. I'm like, so it's disgusting. pretty fucking nasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, CK, I know we weren't able to do it last week because you were down. Hold on. Cashman was going to say something <clears> real got quick. Something, no, I was just going to fucking bring up our new, uh, our new, our new decoration. Yeah, we got these from Stephanie, right? Yeah. Uh, 
being a fan of the Dr. Gein vagina maintenance commercials. <laughs> nice. She brought us some bath products. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, Dr. Gein's vagina toilet spray. Yeah. And yes, it, it, uh, it's, it says uh, it's guaranteed to freshen up the lavatory after those putrid vagina smells. And it says spray wow. one to three times depending oh, on the degree God. of crotch rot for a refreshing washroom experience. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. Thanks, yeah. Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. These are really classy. Classes it. up the place. Yeah. Man. So those fit That's in awesome. nicely at Horns Yeah, high. they're beautiful. Right. Beautiful. <laughs> now, CK, I know that WVK... <laughs> got all fired up when he heard about old Creole. If you have you got a chance to talk to him? Yeah, he was he was he was a little pissed off. He couldn't. He no way! You got the other oh, line. Fuck, <laughs> man! This is a big deal here. What's oh, up, WVK? Oh, hey guys. oh, what's up, Paul? You know, I kicked the shows for one <laughs> under, so, Oh, and now I got some old King Creole. Call me out on some shit. What, what's up with this shit? I don't know, shit? man. He sounds pretty tough. WVK. He's not taking. Oh fuck him! I got, I got, the, I got the, I got the, the belt. He doesn't have the belt. I'm the well, one yeah, world champion. Yeah, you beat champion. Punky. I, I mean, him. that's for sure. You legitimately fuck, beat Punky. Fuck. You know them good old boys from the Bayou. They fucking don't I, give a shit. I, I kicked the shit. Yeah, he's from the Boudreaux Inn, man. No, I don't no, know. this whole kick If he wants to fight me, that's fine. Okay, so you're you're challenging well, old not, Creole. His ass could go back to oh. <laughs> if not, if not, he could go back to oh, 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 to, to 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 Louisiana, and fucking cook some gumbo or some shit. <laughs> All right. Because I'll kick the shit out of him too. All right. Okay. Oh, I'll well, you got Punky laid up. I mean, you cut him up pretty good. But if you have any questions, fuck him. If you have any questions, betray him. My agent. Your agent? And, wow, you got an agent now? You're training agent, in the dungeon? My, um, my manager, C, CK, CK will um, contact me. But fuck him, I'm calling this asshole out. All right. Oh. All right. Well, we'll pass the word to old Creole. We'll oh, see what he's got to say. be scared. Where should we? We'll have to decide okay. where we're going to fight. No. Does he have to come I'm to King Creole? Fuck does he him. have to come to you, WVK? I'll fu- I'll f- like Madison Square Garden? I'll go to him. Fuck Madison him. Square Garden, maybe. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll see what he says. Oh. Uh, oh All right. right. You better get back <laughs> to training. I'll kick the shit out of him. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh, nice talking to you guys. All right, WVK. <laughs> Train hard, dude. Oh, bye. All right, later. Wow, CK, that was pretty awesome, man. He's pissed. Yeah, he sounds fucking jacked up, man. So, old Creole, we'll see what he's got to say about that. He's all fired up. He's all stuttered slipped away. I like Yeah, he was all fucking letting loose. Wow. All right, oh, well, <laughs> that's always fun. So we got a matchup well, coming time up to go here. Cook, cook, cook up some gumbo and shit. Yeah, <laughs> go back to Louisiana and cook some gumbo. Better tell old, old Creole to cook some gumbo just in case. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat me some gumbo. Hell Cajun. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I ordered a proof copy of my new <laughs> book, Creation of Chaos 3, uh, that I should have hopefully in about a week. And once we give them the green light, the first printing will be set in motion uh, then we'll be able to set the release date because we have to, you know, as you guys know, shipping is really fucked up. I was just telling a story about that. 
So uh, I need to uh, make sure that I'm going to have them so that the release date is legit. But it's looking like the last week of June or the second week of July. I don't want to do it the week of the 4th uh, with all that going on. So it'll be either right before that or right after the 4th of July. Uh, advanced orders will start as soon as the release date is set. Uh, the posters and the bookmarks will be here tomorrow, uh, UPS, and uh, I'm anxious to see how they turned out. Awesome. Uh, everybody that does an advance order gets a free 11 by 17 color poster, a bookmark, a copy of the audio book, which I'm kind of finishing up now, and a Blunt Force Press t-shirt while they last. So that's a hell of a deal for the advanced order of the book. And I will send them out as soon as I get them, so you will hopefully get them before uh, the release date. So especially if it's second week of July, you'll probably have them by the end of June. So... It's uh, probably going to yeah. be delivered FedEx <laughs> yeah, with no to tracking. the wrong address. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to worry about that with this. This is Amazon. So, all right, uh, Killer Cage. Did you match. see that? What's just just because you said Amazon when him and when he divorced his wife. She got like something like thirty-eight billion dollars. Oh my god! And, and he like he's probably like whatever. He made it back yeah. in two months. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's just not right, man. How, how, how sad uh, is that? That's insane. Damn. What, what, are, we, what doing are we doing wrong? Guys, <laughs> start selling books. Fucking I'm just shit. trying to peddle a Can few books. Can I just get thirty-eight dollars? <laughs> Trillionaire. All right, we got a killer cage match to get to tonight, guys. Shit, I'll take uh, ten. This is where we come up with a list of seventy killers, seventy objects, and our listeners pick the random numbers that provide us who is going to fight in the cage to death. Chris, who's our listeners yes, this time? Once again, we have Cody Durst. Yep. We got Roger Smith, and we got Samantha Cram. What Hell yeah! Up? Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Tonight, though, Joey, we've got a, a little bit of a size mismatch yeah, going on here. Yeah, this one's a little bit. Who's of a, who's in the cage tonight? Uh, it's all all oh, month we've been having our fucking protagonist and our fucking story or our headlining story of murder. Right. So Susan Smith, uh, she's one of the fighters, of course, and she's going to be fighting <laughs> Bell Gunnis. Oh, yeah, they, man. We always do it when they did their shit. Like, Susan was like, what, 23? Yeah. Right. So and Bell Gunnis is a big old horse. Yeah. And she's been doing this she's shit. She's a big girl, man. <laughs> she was manhandling some guys. Fucking right she was. Pretty and fucked it, up. And if y'all didn't hear, next week we've already decided mother versus daughter. Yeah, match. the Gypsy Rose yeah. Blanchard versus yeah. her mom, who yeah. she yeah. wound up yeah. killing in real life. Like so the it's objects in the very we're going to make a huge difference on this one. Oh, yeah. yeah on yeah. that one, yeah. So uh, we might even have some extra objects since Oof. we get the two determined. We'll pick some. We'll have like three or four objects oh, yeah. in there. That'll be fun. So All Susan right. Smith versus the behemoth, Bell Gunnis. That's right. Tonight. And CK, there's a couple of objects in the ring with them that might make it a little interesting. What do they got? Yeah, um, they'll be fighting with a cattle prod. And a brass butt plug covered in feces. I mean, it is a butt plug. It makes sense. <laughs> right. And the variable is a 55, a 55 gallon oh, drum man. of the Madagascar. Yeah. 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 Let's, so let's that sounds like a hell of a deal. So we got Susan Smith and Bell Gunnis fighting to death in a cage with a cattle prod and a brass butt plug covered in feces and a 55 gallon drum of giant hissing fucking cockroaches. So. Chris, what do you think tonight, man? 
I think okay. So if, if they're in the cage and the and the weapons or objects are in the middle, and then there's a variable. Belgetta, she's just beast anyway. She just goes <laughs> over, dude. She just grabs the fucking fifty-five gallon fucking thing of roaches oh, while damn. while fucking uh, Susan's going into the middle trying to get a weapon. Tosses the whole thing. She'll give a shit about cockroaches, drum and all. Yeah, it just tosses the whole Blasted. thing. Like picks it up over yeah. her head, dude, and just fucking chucks the whole thing. Cockroaches flying everywhere. Oh wow, smashes. Nasty, Susan. Yeah, dude. She don't give a shit though. She's right. fucking Bell Guinness. Well, I fucking done worse. Right. <laughs> she's the female Bluebeard. Yeah, yeah like she's I, she'll, plus, plus you're so fighting. She, just, uh, she tosses that at her yeah. fucking. Plus you fight. You're fighting a a, a, yeah. a, a child. Right. So she'll killer. give it. Well, Bell Guinness probably didn't give a shit about she's that either. So. <laughs> but so yeah, so she goes and fucking smashes fucking Susan with the fucking thing of cockroaches. Cockroaches flying everywhere. She might pick one up and fucking eat it. I mean, they're full of protein, so who fucking cares? Fucking. But what about the like cattle that? prod, oh, man? No. If somebody gets a hold of that, man, that's a game dude, changer. Dude, I used to have dude. a cattle prod. That ain't shit. We used to shock the shit out of each other with that motherfucker. I ain't okay. worried about that. No, she hits right. hit the head with the can. Gunnis does grab the cattle prod, though. Holds it to her, holds her to the ground, and shoves that butt plug right back in Susan's ass. Oh, and wow. Susan's done. Bell Guinness all day. Okay. <laughs> Joey, you got any different take on this? Yeah, I see uh, I see him in there in that cage, and Bell Guinness, she's a fucking beast. Hoss. I mean, there's there's no two ways about that. She's stout. So she's going to go over, and she's just going to fucking lay out Susan Smith with a fucking uppercut <laughs> to the right, fucking just jaw. Just fisticuffs. <laughs> then she's going to take her. She's going to fucking stuff her head first into the barrel of the cockroaches. <laughs> oh, she's going to fucking stuff her halfway down in there until she's choking on the cockroaches. Oh. Then she's going to take that butt plug shove it Finish into her job. asshole take that cattle prod and start fucking it. bashing that butt plug into her fucking oh, ass wow. while she's choking on cockroaches I love it Bell okay. Gunnis. Bell yeah. Gunnis. I don't see any way Bell Gunnis doesn't win this <laughs> I'm even thinking she goes for the butt plug and just bludgeons her with it yeah. Yeah. jumps on top of her plug. she's gonna overpower her and just beats her to death with the butt plug and just fucking yeah. takes off you know Hell I don't yeah. know if she want to fuck with those How about roaches, you, CK? Yeah, CK, what do you think, dude? Um, Bell Gunness all the way. She's going to grab her by the throat, and it's all over. Yeah. Um, she's so much bigger. And that fucking 55-gallon of cockroaches. She's, cockroaches. she's going to fucking pound her with it <laughs> yeah. 10 times and then release the... Release the cockroaches and then take the butt plug, shove it straight up her ass. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. And take that prod, and she's going to prod every fucking every fucking piece of her body. Yeah. Wow. See, uh, the, 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 the cattle prod thing, because we've all got the same thing. Gunners is putting it in Susan's ass. It's brass. So you take that cattle prod, oh, you stick it into that. That's going to conduct. You just stick that prod yeah. to that thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we used to have one. We fucking used to hold it to the door when people knock on the door <laughs> and hold it to the door handle on the other side. Be like, yeah. come in. And they grab the fucking door. And, Dude, that oh. shit was fun as fuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think they had insult to injury. Bell guys is just gonna take a dump right on her after she's she might. Done. She might pull a Joe Callinger, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking right. All right, well, I think we've done plenty of mayhem tonight, guys. So Dig a let's hole. hit that fucking outro. Right. 
Fucking nasty, man. Christian. Christian. Another wicked band from Brazil with their song Blood of Lions. Uh, another great band. Killer. So uh, go check out some yeah, bands killer. from Brazil, man. It's two weeks of Brazilian brutality. That's right. Tonight, again, Corsis, Christian, and Congasso, all Brazilian bands, really great, uh, fucking awesome. Thank you to Antonio from Corsis for doing the interview. Um, don't forget, the entire 33-minute interview we did with him will be released the day after this episode yeah. goes out. So uh, just hang in there for a day, and it's a bonus. So uh, our gift to you. So the whole thing, you can check it out. It's a really, it's really good interview. Yeah, I think it turned out good, and he was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, CK, who does your intro music, my brother? Cry six. Fucking A. Chris, Murder Metal Mayhem intro. No twelve, no twelve. Sounds so nice. No motherfucking twelve. Okay. Oh, you heard? Hey, WBK, I wasn't talking to you. Go away. And Joey, who's doing that six six fucking six music? David. 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 Oh, God. Oh, my God. With that shit. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that what in Murder, fuck? CK. Remember that? Oh, shit. <laughs> with that little kid that lived next door to me in Bethel. Yeah. David. But, uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, the six, six, fucking six music's provided by Onslaught. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Rotten Cotton, uh, another sponsor of ours. Uh, 15% off your merch if you use the code MAYHEM. When you order 20 or more, uh, we've had some listeners already get hoodies, T-shirts, yeah. all sorts of good stuff. I got a Damien Omen shirt that's fucking wicked. Uh, just watched The Omen the other night. Fucking badass. Uh, so, the original? Yeah, the original. Hell yeah. Uh, rottencotton.com. So hey, that use one, that, that code That still, still scares the shit on me, too. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Awesome. Uh, Spellboundeffectsandart.com for indie artists like Tony doing all sorts of gruesome shit. Uh, you can get everything from a thumb drive to a fucking full body fucking corpse thing that looks like it's made with real skin. It's fucking corpse wicked. Thing. Get you a fucking cock, bro. <laughs> you can get a cock. You can get a dead baby. You can get a vagina. You, you can, can get, get Jesus's head on a spike. I mean, whatever the fuck you want, he can do it. Whatever you want, he'll do Spellbound it. Spellbound amazing. So. Uh, thanks to everybody out there listening. We keep seeing those numbers rolling in, and we appreciate that very much. Um, you know, we had some really good comments this time. Chris, what's that first one we got? Uh, we got Tracy Fulton, 77, says, uh, I just heard about you guys a month ago, and I've been listening every day to try and catch up. You have a lot of episodes, and they're all two hours or more. I don't know how you guys come up with such creative show every week without fail. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. Brings Justin, Mississippi. Keep it up, Mississippi. Hell yeah. Hell Thanks, yeah. Tracy. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's a good comment. And, and the, the fact is that we're all geniuses, so that's how we yeah, do it. Yeah, that's how we do it. I guess. I guess. We're all, we're all geniuses. <laughs> Joey, what, jo joking, of what's course. the next one, Joey? Janet Spikes commented, My boyfriend has been listening to you guys for a couple of years now. And we took a trip and listened to you for 10 hours. Oh, my God. It was such Damn. a great way to pass the time. I love how you deliver the stories I in agree. such a funny way with tons of information. Love the karaoke at the end of each episode. So original. Thank you, Janet Spikes. Yeah, thanks, You are Janet. the shit. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. CK, what about the next one? 
Um, we got Dead Elvis, six, 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 <laughs> commented, I really love the Mayhem stories the best. You guys have had inter interesting lives to have so many good stories like that. It's fucking awesome. Horn tie and Pittsburgh. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, thanks, Dead Elvis. Interesting six, six, six. is the word. Interesting yeah. is the word. Chris, what about that last one, man? Yeah. <laughs> this is a funny one. You better say it right. <laughs> say it Marcia, right. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. <laughs> yeah. Say it right. <laughs> you know what's up. Now, Marcia, Marcia, Marcia says... Uh, the episode last week was great, especially since you had so many issues. Andrea Yates is a sick woman. Boy, she did was inexcusable. Thanks for telling this story, and hopefully this shit will stop. It will never stop until the end of the world. But thank you, Marsha. Marcia, yeah, Marcia. thanks, Marsha. That's fucking cool. It was like it, we it was honestly kind of cool to have Stephanie for having yeah. a woman's point of view for sure, yeah, yeah, and the medical, yeah, and the medical, medical for sure. All right. Well, don't forget to check out our. Uh, website to hear all the shows except for of course that bonus stuff but murdermetalmayhem.com and you can like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel you can check us out all sorts of ways Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox iTunes and more leave us comments, rate the show it helps spread the word so thank you uh, join that 666 club guys we talk about it all the time yes we do we got Get all sorts merch, of cool baby. stuff. Yeah, 10% off the merch. It's only 3 bucks a month. Patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem. So I'll link to that, all this stuff, in the episode description. So scroll down. Uh, you can also go to PeteAltieri.com. That puts you on my Facebook page. I'm getting ready to do a new online ordering setup with, like, a store. So uh, be patient. But with the new book, I'm looking to roll out something a little more professional little easier to sell stuff through so i'll have that uh posted and share here so also in case anybody's listening we were out of the activity books for a little while just got some more got in. some more so yep. the adult activity book that yeah the murder middle mayhem table. color serial killers word searches <laughs> all sorts of funny shit oh, i'll try yeah. to remember to link to that fun. in the episode description yeah. too all right. Uh, also voice of dread that's my new podcast i'm doing on horror i just did one um, where I'm going to be reading my story, The Creep, and talking about uh, why I wrote it and some of the backstory. Uh, before that, Joey, you and I did one on The Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, we did one on Saw. Oh, that was really good. I've done a lot of different interesting topics. The Grave Bells. The Grave Bells episode. The Grave Bells. Is uh, just got a listener comment on that one that really liked that. So oh, yeah. uh, it's really cool. All right, well, we can't let him go without hearing a karaoke song. I wanted to destroy some boy band shit to this week, so I think I did it. So crank this one up, and until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And for old school reasons, and you're fisting somebody's ass. David. Tonight, you're probably gonna start a fight. I know this can't be right. Hey, baby, come on. I loved you endlessly, and you weren't there for me. So, yeah, it's time to leave and make it alone. I know that I can't take no more. It ain't no lie. See you out that door, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Don't wanna be a fool for you. Just